Hey, it's Phil Juano, the director of 3 O'Clock High. You're listening to Zach and Dustin here at the $2 late fee. Get ready for some long, long stories about the making of 3 O'Clock High. Before there was IMDb.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989. No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. (laughs) Either way, we know movies. And even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies. Yeah, this is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Thanks for listening. On to the show. The 35th anniversary of 3 O'Clock High. This is a really special episode. I'm really excited. You sound real excited. Your energy's so high, I was going to tell you to calm down. Calm <laughs> the, so Calm the F down, brother. I'm back in the New York um, groove. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's funny. I feel like the longer we're doing this, you know, like the more we're coming up on these, I mean, obviously, right? Like time passes and we have more yeah. uh, significant anniversaries. But this one, um, like the, these months have really kind of caught, caught me off guard on some of these, you know, because it's like, oh, yeah, look at all these movies from 87. Like we have 35th anniversaries for um, like in the in the past month. Right. It's been North Shore, uh, summer school, uh, three o'clock high. Which is today? Woohoo! Right, we got Monster Squad. Monster Squad. In a couple of weeks, we got Teen Wolf Two. It's that realization, like 1987. Wow, you were kicking ass, Mister 1987. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, I was working out that year. No, 1987 was definitely a year of like cult movies, movies that have you know gained popularity over the years right they weren't just they weren't necessarily blockbusters out the gate but they have become these films that we watch on a regular basis thanks in part to hbo back in the day and cinemax back in the day showing these movies on repeat they're a part of our well they're a part of our american culture now you know and worldwide if i guess if you think about it because three o'clock high has a huge following across the globe it sure does. And any regular listener of our podcast, you know, we started this uh, over three years ago now. We, uh, Three O'Clock High is very symbolic. It's very important. It was, it was a foundational movie for kind of us starting the podcast. Our theme song is Something to Remember Me By by Jim Walker. Um, so, you know, and of course, we, we've interviewed Jim separately. We've interviewed um, Richard Tyson, who plays Buddy Ravel, separately. Uh, today, we were really fortunate to not only get the two of those guys back, but also the man behind the vision, uh, the director, Phil Joano. Man, and, and he tells one story after another. He warned us ahead of time, did he not? That he was going to talk a lot. And he said, well, just guys, just cut me off if, uh, you know, if, I, if I'm going too long or just feel free to edit me. No, we didn't edit him. No, no. He, uh, in, in fact, we added things. We we just added other lines that he didn't say. We just we just put them in. 
I, I do a great Phil uh, Juano impersonation, don't I? You do. That was that was really good. I I mean, if uh, if we were at a cocktail party and you just busted into that, I would know immediately who you were doing. Um, just, just, I, wait, I want to explain something for a second here. I'd be the only one who knew that, <laughs> but I would feel special about it. No, but then Elvis Costello would stand up and go, "Oh, I know that guy. I sent him a gift package back in the day." Right, which you, which everyone will hear about. The context will be clear. He talks about details that I didn't know about in Three O'Clock High. Richard chimes in about his kind of recollections of being on the set, and uh, Jim, obviously, the pipes behind the song that we love so much, more than the pipes, everything. Yeah, this was really cool. Um, you know. I- it, 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 we got a lot of behind the scenes. We got a lot of behind the scenes. So if you are fans of Three O'Clock High, buckle up, everybody, because you're going to really enjoy this one. You sure are. Last thing, too, if you want even more Three O'Clock High info, sign up to our Patreon with Phil Juano. Two dollars, six questions. He joined us. Even more details about the movie we love so much. So go check that out. Sign up to our Patreon now. There you go. Yeah, lots of things happening in the Patreon. I'll just, you know, I just want to jump on because now that you brought it up, I'll just jump on. But yeah, sure. we have a lot of content, a lot of extra content. And for as low, uh, a low monthly price of as low as $2, you guys can join in on all the all the good stuff over there. So uh, yeah, we encourage everybody to do that. Thank you also. And if you want to uh, rate, rate and review us, because we haven't said that in a while, pop on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give us... I feel like I'm a, the traffic on the 101 is, uh, it's, it's raining cats and dogs, everybody outside today. Um, it's just felt very radio, but, uh, yeah, if you want to give us a review over there, um, or just, you know, five stars, whatever, whatever stars, we just, we just appreciate it. We appreciate you. Uh, all right. Love you. Goodbye. (laughs) Enjoy. Five years in the making. <clears throat> Phil, this is cool. There's Jim. There's Jim A. <laughs> hey. Hey. Oh, yes. For, Ow! For you, Jim. Oh, my God, Phil. Great it's so to good to see, see you. you. You too. Oh, my God. This is insane. It's been a minute. It has. It has. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, it's awesome. This is really fun. Yeah. So um, we, we've got another guest to, to enter into the room. A surprise guest. You can... Whenever you're ready, Mike. Bring him on in. I just want to say really quickly, uh, first of all, Phil Juanu. We had Eric Roberts on a while back, and he's like, Phil Juanu, man. (laughs) And Jim Walker is here, our good buddy Jim Walker. But, Phil, it is an honor to have you on our show. Jim, it's an honor to have you back on our show. Yes, thanks. Uh, 35 years in the making of 3 o'clock high, the 35th anniversary. We're recording it. The same month that it came out. Mm, the same came, week oh. that it came out. Yep. Even yep. October was, 9th is what we understand. Wow. And we've oh. got Richard Tyson. Hey, Richard. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Phil is there? That's awesome. We got Phil. We got Jim. Richard. That's awesome, man. I can't believe uh, 
the end of the movie, you say it's got to be one punch. I looked at you and the other guy, and you know about the same same height, and it's like one punch. Oh, they got the brass knuckles. I forgot about that. That's right. <laughs> I'm actually wearing brass knuckles right now for you, Richard. I'm wearing a Buddy Ravel t-shirt That's in right. your honor. Oh, oh, you are? Oh, my God, he is. <laughs> he Whoa. is. He's wearing a shirt that says Buddy Ravel's brass knuckles. I didn't see it until now. It's a computer blocking it. He really is. Well, we got a lot of, we got a lot of fun things to like kind of drop on the audience i think because phil dropped something on us just a few minutes ago about uh, a re-release uh and that i we think maybe jim has a has had a hand in but we'll get to that in a minute um but yeah phil's here the director of three o'clock high phil Giovanni. very very happy to have you here that guy Jim Walker, Jim Walker is here, friend of the show and the voice of Three O'clock High, the voice of Two Dollar Late Fee, um, kind of a brother from another mother in a way. Like Jim and Jim has become friends of ours Absolutely. over the past few years. Something to remember me by yeah. is the theme of our podcast. I know. Okay. I just we are all just quite honored by that because that is the legacy of this film. It really is, is. that yeah. song. Come on, it is the legacy. It is. It's the legacy of this film. I'd like to think it's me and Richard, but unfortunately, I think it's the song, Richard. Well, Buddy Ravel does have quite a presence out there. Buddy is in the, I think you you somehow, you, you, you were in the consciousness of the 80s yes. uh, film lovers uh, out there. There was the no doubt. Yeah, 80s will- bullies. 80s bullies. 80s bullies. Exactly. <laughs> he, he's, the, he's the top. He is. And, and I think in a way, Richard has become, uh, at least Buddy Ravel, you know, on the cover of your poster of the mm. movie, it's Casey Shamasco, who's wonderful, obviously. We love Casey. We love every aspect of this movie. <laughs> However, Buddy is the anti-hero, I think, in many ways, and the, the, the villain, the gray villain. I think that is very popular nowadays where there's a lot more layers to well, this that's, guy. Yeah, I think that First, first and foremost, I do think that that Richard, yeah, whether he was trying to, there he is. He's he's getting out of his car, and he's. I wanted to in. see the boot drop. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, that's the, that's exactly what I was just gonna talk about, Jim. Is that from the minute he steps out of his muscle car and the camera kind of booms up onto him, it's not. It's kind of not what you expect. You know, yeah. he he brought a wait, this isn't what I would expect from the bully in this movie, um, you know, quality to the character. And there is, you know, he, he's, he's a badass and he will, you know, break your face yep. and he will, you know, he's going to kill uh, Jerry for sure. <laughs> but there, there is like an underlying kind of sensitivity and intelligence mm-hmm. and, and you sense that there's a, a larger game going on. Totally. You know, whereas instead of being, you know, just kind of this idiotic, got, you know, galumph who just yeah. shows up, you know, I'm going to, you know, wreak havoc on the school, man. He, he instead is kind of like, yeah, right. <laughs> is that, is that yeah. No, not you. The character yeah. could have been. Right. And, and instead. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Instead. <laughs> that was your- no. <laughs> and, and and instead, um, what? No, exactly. In fact, the opposite, Richard. That that um, instead, what he's what he's doing, you feel like he's gaming the system. Yeah. You know that he's gamed it. All these school changes. You know all these stories about what he's done to other teachers and students. You feel like there's pretty early on. I think 
you get a sense that he's well aware of the game he's playing yeah. on the, uh, you know, the, the the school system as well as all the other kids and teachers. So that brings kind of an interesting. You, you kind of start looking at him like, what he says. You know, now you know you've made me mad, Jerry. It isn't. It's like it's very. <laughs> no. It's it's thought through. You know. Yes. Now I'm gonna have to do yeah. something to work it off, right? <laughs> and so, yeah. and by the uh, way, I haven't seen the movie in years, but you know, I'll never forget Richard. And and so right, so you think, oh. This isn't just like an emotional knee jerk. I mean, he did just smash him into a mirror. Yes. But yeah. but but other than that, again, but you kind of feel like that's to make a point. Yeah. Right? Now I've got you. Now I've scared the shit out of you. Yeah. Now I'm gonna tell you how I'm gonna methodically dismantle you. <laughs> yeah. And you start going, okay, this is more interesting. You know, I'll be under your bed. You're yeah. like, okay. This, yeah. is, this is right. There's something something going on with this guy. Yeah. Hey, don't forget, don't forget, he does the math. He does the math on the chalkboard. That's exactly. No, he's not He's not dumb. That's the thing, is he's playing a game. Even right. in the, during the math test, he's playing a game. The whole way you feel like there's a game. In, in some ways, even putting himself in a position to lose to Jerry. Because let's face it, if he really, really wanted to, he would just like have killed Jerry in the first minute of that yeah, fight. He right? Have. He would have. Sure. Yeah. But you if you watch the fight, and I have seen the fight recently again, someone wanted but to watch Bill it. Bill wouldn't have a, a movie. Though I wouldn't. And it would be it would have been a lot yeah. shorter. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it wasn't epic as it was in, in terms of running time. So I think that you know, so you sense that he's like letting Jerry play. Yeah. He's like, oh, we're gonna play. Oh, you bloodied my nose. Oh, okay. Yeah, that. Oh, look. right. He's yeah. like, you that got a look. pop on me, you yep. little, you little. Yeah, shit. you little. We can swear by that. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's a, it's an yeah. R-rated podcast. Yes. All right, yeah, it you is. little fucker. So, so he gets a pop on him. So again, you always feel like, but he could have just bam, 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 and he pauses yes. and he lets Jerry get up and yes. he and he kind of allows the other kids to fight him. You know, he lets Vincent kind of attack him. He's kind of like, what's this flea like like doing on me? Now let me. All right, I'll get rid of him. Yeah. you know, with a knee. So you, so I, I think that that's it's Buddy. So the, the the whole the staying power of the movie is. And that's why Buddy's become kind of a little bit of He's a... He's iconic. Yeah, a little bit of a it thing. Kind I of mean, in the way that Johnny became iconic for Karate Kid. Clearly that... that and I, it, I know there's a little connection there with yeah. Karate Kid. But Johnny, uh, you know, Daniel Daniel LaRusso is the Karate Kid. Right. But Johnny is the one that people want to rock the t-shirts with. Right. He, Johnny's the one that people go, oh, he's the rock star of the movie. Well, that's, Buddy Ravel is the rock star that's of the right. Yeah, well, Jim Morrison was dead. So we had to so we had to go with Richard. You know? <laughs> Pretty close. So it was, yeah. Close it was, yeah. For you Slip into unconsciousness. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, there's that. And then the other part I think of it is Jerry, the everyman. You know, yes. the kid in the blue sweater with, so like, you know, the bad haircut who's just kind of like, you know, I just want to get through life. Can I just get through this grade? Yeah. Is there any way? Senior year. Yeah, can no. I please just end this? I mean, it's not that he's having a horrible. He's not the kid that's having the worst, at least up until this day. Yeah. He's not having. Yeah. He's okay. He's got friends. He's kind of, you know, he's getting through it. He yeah. wants to just be under the radar and get through life and see what happens. And, you know, after the first scene, after the first scene, he's walking down the hallway with a, a hand. <laughs> on the sweater thing. That's direction right there, man. Yeah. Well, I, and I just want to interrupt really quickly and say, Phil, oftentimes you see a movie and you go, wow, the writing, that movie's all about the writing, like Glenn mm -hmm. Gary, Glenn Ross. Or you say, oh, it's all about the action, right? Or it's all about that one guy. 
your film is all about the directing. Mm. It is a beautiful film. I just and, and oh, having you. you on just to gush a little bit, sincerely, <laughs> you need to know, and Jim knows this, Richard knows this, because we said this to Richard too. Your film is a clear, underrated gem, a true classic. Mm. It's it's something that I think should be revered and watched over and over again. The fact that we are talking about it 35 years later is proof that it is effective, but your film is beautiful 35? and it's wonderful. 35. And so, Richard, <laughs> this week, 35 what? years this week. Luckily, I made it when I was two. So it's just, it was right. weird. Well, that's, you were the, you're, that's what makes it special. Yes. Because very, you were really, yes. you were the Doobie Hauser of film school. The diapers were a little embarrassing, but. <laughs> yeah. well, you, you had done a couple episodes of um, Amazing Stories yes. right before. Yes, I had. Look, I got the break of a lifetime. First of all, thank you very much for what you said about, about the film. I can keep going, but I don't uh, want people to go, oh, uh, he's fanboy. Well, I just, in all honesty, you know, what's, what's the strangest part that, of it, still having fans and still being in, you know, in any conversation at this point is, is really shocking to me. I mean, hmm. when the film came out, it lasted two weekends and, you know, grossed 10 cents and mm -hmm. just came and went. And this is pre, you know, really uh, blockbuster exploding, pre-DVD. Yeah, there's sure. no cable outlet. Like, there's no HBO that you feel like, well, it'll get a life on that. Yeah. Or there, there's no hope, really. When it died theatrically, and then, you know, you know there's going to be no support. I mean, there was a vague VHS market, but it wasn't what it became. No. And the movie was essentially gone for, I don't know, like a decade. Yeah, you know, uh, 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 really wasn't until um, the late '90s that that people started rediscovering it, mainly because of DVD, yep. and it did start getting some airplay on on cable channels. HBO was all yeah. the time. HBO gave it a shot, and and so you had it started. There was this rediscovery, um, and and like like you know, and by kids that would have been too young when it came out, but still discovered it in their high school. Yep. So it kind of yep. had a second high school coming in a weird way. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah you can identify your bully in your high school. Yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah. So my, mine was our middle linebacker who could drive the, the bus because he had hair on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> so did Buddy Ravel, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> you couldn't uh, you couldn't see it under that rockin' uh, thermal and uh, t-shirt. No, yeah, no, it's true that people do identify their high school experience yep. uh, with the film. I've had people tell me that at least. You, you know, every day to this day, I am stopped wherever I am. You bloody rebel! <laughs> I'm like, what's it to you? you know, you know? <laughs> But it happens every day. Silver was the producer, right? Yeah. Amblin Productions. Yeah. Yes, yes, I got the script from Steven. I was living in my truck before I got that role. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. And then that role was your breakthrough role for sure. If, if anything ever happens after that, you have this role forever to look at and go, wow, it's iconic, like we've talked mm. about, you know? And, and I must say really quickly... When the movie opens and Jim's song hits, something to remember me by. Mm -hmm. To me, again, it's what sets this film apart from other movies. 
you know, like I think of Fast Times and you've got the We Got the Beat, the mm-hmm. Go-Go song. And while that song had just come out around that same time, mm-hmm. it was a known song. Sure. But to hear a true original song by, at the time, like an unknown artist was really shocking in a good yeah. way. Like mm-hmm. I was like, what is this song? How do I get this song? I remember as a kid wanting to record it and I recorded it off the TV with my little <laughs> yeah. boombox, you know? There you go, Jim. And, and That's so, right. Like you struck gold gold with that we did we did and it was just it was such a kind of fortuitous set of circumstances because actually the original script opened on what would have been the clock so so the 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 film was meant to open with the main title i was actually gonna um start on on very Cohen-esque, you know, yeah. Start on the internals of a clock. Ooh, nice. Oh, and, yeah. and do credits against that. And you'd be like, why am I insert this chunk, chunk, yes. chunk, 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 grinding like menacing clock? Yeah. And then pull out through the clock in, and it was the giant clock out in front of the school, because that was fake. We built that clock on top of that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The sign existed, but we added the clock. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so we added this puppy right oh, there. Amazing. And so, and then you're supposed to pull through and then down and then discover the story of Buddy Ravel. Okay. But people were confused. The problem was there was so much going on. I never shot the insides of the clock, but the, the um, it was so confused, not confusing. They tracked the Buddy story, but with all those kids being introduced and then landing on Jerry okay. and his sister. And then right away, kind of you're in, you're in the classroom Going and Jerry it. gets the assignment and Jerry's in the bathroom. And you're like, whoa. And there's Buddy, Buddy arrives and you're uh, earlier and you're kind of, Whoa, what, uh, you're, you're trying to play catch up. Yeah. Mm. It wasn't Jerry's movie yet. In fact, Buddy was such a powerful reveal. In some ways, people thought it was Buddy's movie mm-hmm. on our sure. first screening. Makes sense. Yeah, right? Because yeah. who gets the giant reveal? You would think at the end of a giant long shot, landing on Jerry would say, yeah. no, he, but it's a two shot of him and his sister. They go over to the window. They look at who? Buddy arriving. So thinking back on it later, what was I thinking, right? All yeah, that is leading to who? Buddy, right. not Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Right? If you think about that opening, it leads to Buddy. So Richard's pissed now, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, Richard. Sorry, Just Richard. Kidding. It could have been your movie. You should have been on the poster. Um, but in anyway. hey. I'm happy with it. Well, his fist yeah. is on the poster. Yeah. His fist you know, is on the poster. Going through, going through. You know, he comes up, he goes, you know, at the urinal, he goes, right. hey, uh, are you, are you Tony <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. And you know my first line in all the movies I've done, I've done 160 productions. And and uh, my first line, hmm. he goes, are you Buddy Ravel? I can't even say it these days. You know, you get... If you're a fag. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why do I think that wouldn't have been your first line yeah. if I were to be shooting them? No, no, no. No, no, no. No, I know. I know. It's in the no, movie. It's in the movie. Yeah. It's a quote. It's a, it's you a can quote. do quotes. That, quotes. Was was the, that, that was the 80s. 80s. That was the 80s. That was the 80s. It was the 80s. <laughs> It was not that that not that that's an excuse, but it yeah. was the '80s, and, and yeah, and 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 I'm and I'm sure you're living that down to this very day, Richard. But, it, but and I had nothing to do with that. I was forced into that script. Right. But, but I was going to say, right. so we so These that guests you have is just ridiculous. It is bringing up everything we don't want to talk about. Um, so anyway, anyway, it, so that opening sequence leading back to Jim's song. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
was a reshoot or an additional shoot. Oh, okay. Yes. So the whole movie was shot in Ogden, Utah. Yeah. And and it's set in California, by the way. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I don't think we ever said Supermom oh. Super says California. Okay. It. Interesting. It says uh, the Sunshine That's State. That's so I think. interesting. <laughs> Golden <laughs> State. Golden you know, State. you're right. We did make that choice, but not originally. Okay. Originally, it was meant to be somewhere. Somewhere USA. Yeah. Anywhere USA. Somewhere spooky and scary and gothic. You know, mm. we went to Ogden for the school. Yeah. Because of its gothic, that opening architecture yes. that you see in the opening shot. Yep. I saw that, and then I saw those giant windows. Yeah. yeah. You just don't see those in your average high school. No. You just no. don't. No. Not no. even on the East Coast. Also on the roof, those scenes in the roof, you know, you see the mountains behind. It's great. Beautiful. And, the, and, and what sealed the deal for me was the parking lot, because it's an arena. Yeah. You know, I wanted it to be like Ben-Hur. Oh, oh glad, totally. right. yeah. Gladiator hadn't come out yet, right? Yeah. So, but I, so for me, for my generation, kids, it was called Ben Hur. I don't know what the hell this Gladiator thing yeah. is. You goddamn Gladiator! Yeah, like Gladiator movies, Phil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have you ever been in a men's oh, locker room? Yeah. All right, so this is taking on a theme. Anyway, Sorry. so all right, so, <laughs> so I, so I, uh, <laughs> so I saw that parking lot. So you see the ben opening. Hur. That's right. We we pull we pull up, and I'm like, holy crap! I'd seen photos. Yeah. And I thought, this is it. This Perfect. is you know, because yeah. I had written that opening for the school. Once okay. I saw the school, I had the idea of the clock, and I had the idea of the the steady cam shot. Anyway, yeah. and I'm jumping all around no, here. No, no, no. So, You're so sorry. Good. You're good. So, so then I go to the back parking lot, and there's this towering, you know, three walls of of like the arena. Yep. I go, this is. Every, this, it's always in the parking lot, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, this isn't some dingy. Imagine if it had been California, some val, some parking lot in the valley. You just don't have, right? Just yeah. imagine. I had open, to fight. very open. Oh yeah, yeah no, yeah. And, no and fences. I had probably. to fight like a like a crazed little banshee to convince them to let me to go to Utah. And the only reason I got to go is Steven Spielberg. The only really? reason. The studio was like. Are you insane? Right. Take a production. Take the actors. Put everyone in hotels. Put you the thing. Like drive all our equipment there, et cetera, et cetera. Get a crew. Get it. Yeah. And and they're like, why? Why? You're there's thousands of high schools in L.A. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> but how did you nail Ogden, Utah, yeah. of all yeah. places? Well, I kept saying I want it to be gothic. I want it to be spooky. I, I've always yeah. tried in all my films to make the location a character. Totally, so yeah. say when I did State of Grace, I wanted Hell's Kitchen to be a character in the film. Mm -hmm. You know, um, um, when when I did Final Analysis, I wanted San Francisco, the lighthouse, yes. like the very specific yes. characteristics of San Francisco, yep. the cable car. Love so that. I try to utilize the specif the specific aspects of where I'm shooting. Just like Hitchcock did. It, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. And and Spielberg does, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so if he does West Side Story, yeah. like New York yeah. is a major, yeah. right? Is it's not a set. Yeah. No, yeah. you're not just in a city. Yes. Right. Or a location. Yeah. A generic high school. Yeah. And you know, even even John Hughes in Breakfast Club, right? That library, that school was a was a character. Like he built that. Absolutely. He just didn't go to your basic library. He was like, no, I want this library, which there's never been a library like that in the history right. of high schools. Right. But it, it didn't matter. No. Yeah. Because he wanted you to go, where the hell is this? Yeah. And and so, right. By and the I, way, I was so yeah. disappointed when I went to Saturday school for the first time and landed on a yeah. terrible gymnasium. Exactly. So. I heard that you looked at two hundred and twenty-five different high schools. I did. We well. So what we did was it's wow. pretty cool. You can go to every Amazing. state, wow. and you go to the state 
you know, film board said, can you send us pictures of your high schools? Well, they photographed all the high schools. There's all kinds of productions and it's okay. easy to get. It's high school is one of the easier things to get photos of. Okay. Right. Because it's kind of it's controlled by the state. It's, you know, it's easy sure. to get yeah, someone public. to go click. Yeah. So, you know, give me a hallway. Give me the front. Give me the back. You just only three or four photos. <laughs> so every state sent us photos. Every state, you know, and I actually scouted a, a really wow. cool high school in Chicago. Okay. And and because we were casting in Chicago as well. So when I was there, I looked at a couple of high schools. And then we never cast in Utah, but when I saw, they sent mm. a folder of photos. And I was like, ding, 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 ding. Get me I, to Utah. I, it was over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, was, it was the right one. Wow. It was. And it was fun. Oh, my God. I have never been on a production before since of any sort where a community formed around uh, the movie. It's that. a small town. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Everyone cuz you know, you know, we were in a working high school. Did yeah. you know that? So the school yeah. was in session when, yep. we shot. when we shot. Yeah. Which is uh, typical not typical. No. You do it in summer usually. Correct. Yep. So in the fight, you know, we did that for a week, you know, the fight, That's you right. know, and I'm and I sat down in my chair, you know, it was a folding chair, fine. You know, but <laughs> fine, fine. It's better than up. a truck. <laughs> we couldn't. We, your mattress was too big to bring in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but this girl came up. She said, Can I have your autograph? I'm like, oh my god, I live in a truck. <laughs> <laughs> Down by the river. Yeah. And I thought that was it. And I gave it to her, and she went on and. There's a tap on my shoulder. It's like, can I have your autograph? And I look back, and there's like 30 people right behind her. Oh, Richard. And we're sitting in the parking lot, and the movie hasn't even come out yet. Yeah. So right. yeah. I mean, that's Ogden for you. It was Ogden, and they field. all, well, every, there's one high school. Yeah. And it's, a, as you can see, like, so the gym scene is all them. The fight scene is hey, all them. The that's the whole school. Wow. Amazing. Uh, the high school. You know what? Ogden I, High? I wanted to just say it's Ogden yeah. High, but it might have been like, you know, Roosevelt, Ogden, Roosevelt. Meta had a name, but I actually just always call it Ogden High. Yeah. Milton Burl. Yeah, yeah, Milton yeah. Burl. <laughs> yeah. No <laughs> one knew amazing. Milton was from Ogden. <laughs> um, That'd be but, uh, so anyway, yeah, so you're right, Richard. I did, I we did an insanely thorough search which the studio didn't take seriously because they're like, yeah, yeah, he can look. It doesn't cost us anything to get photos from the States. True. And we'll be in L.A. We'll be in L.A. Yeah. And they kept showing me L.A., 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 and they all look like L.A. high schools. You guys have seen them. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, every Disney show has pretty much shot in every one of them. Yep. And um, so I, I got Ogden, and I the studio was like, well, and I showed Steven. He goes, oh, yeah, you got to shoot it here. You gotta shoot it here. He's gold. He's yeah. God. He's God. Yeah. It was. Oh, it's over. Yeah. They're like, oh great. I guess we're shooting in Ogden. You know, like, like it was just. Oh, we love it now. There was oh no discussion God. after wow. that. Although typical Stephen, because he, you've never met a guy more serious about a budget. So the budget was five million, all okay. in. And he goes, yeah, no, absolutely, we're doing it there, but it's still five million. I mean, we won't add anything to go there. So. Oh boy. <laughs> it was interesting. He goes, so. I mean, it's true. You'll probably get a few more days shooting if you stay in L.A. because traveling is going to take and all that stuff's going to take out of your budget yeah and the only way to get that out is to take days when you have to trim a budget really you got to trim days yeah that's because those are the big ticket days make it up a hundred thousand a day you take out five days you say five hundred thousand dollars oh there's your ogden shoot you know <laughs> right. i'm like whoa, whoa 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 five days right, right. 
And so, you know, it was a 30, it it ended up a 33 day shoot, you know, five days a week. And, and so it was, I was like, great, whatever it takes. Cause I knew I was really to, to your point, your very first point about the movie. Yeah. I was very, very nervous about making a high school film. At the time, it was a genre unto itself. It, truly. Yeah. And it was owned by a guy named John Hughes, yes. right? Who yeah. was already a household name. Yeah. Right. So there's a brand yeah. of high school movie there that is. you're up against. It's like saying, it's like saying, I'm gonna make a movie about a little space alien who comes down and meets a family. Yeah. Like, ooh, <laughs> I think someone did that. Like, it's all right, I can take him on. Yeah. He, he's I, living in McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. Mac and me yeah. is going to be a hit. Everybody. Yeah, that's right. Well, exactly. It's like you do, like, short circuit. No matter what you say, what you do, you and me are going to fight when that bell rings at 3 o'clock. Can't we be friends? Can't we even try? I don't need friends. I want to tell you what, what I got. I was uh, in my truck with a sofa on the back of the truck and the... Tailgate, if it's up, the sofa is not level. <laughs> if you put it down, it's level. <laughs> and I had a barbecue, you know, and I, I could live like that, but I was, there was a trailer park in Marina Del Rey. And I said, can I leave my truck here? My friend was that, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it out, you know. And, a, and then a limo comes up and picks me up <laughs> to go to the movie. Wow. And it was for nine weeks, something like that. Yeah. Nine weeks. Yeah. And they dropped me back at the truck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you went from, yeah, exactly. You went from being a movie star to the truck. Here's my sofa truck. I had a bodyguard. It sounds sounds like Brewster's Millions, where he gets. It was exactly. (laughs) Don't get me off on Brewster's Millions. We'll be here for days. Walter Hill. Uh, Don't get me off on it. Just released a new movie. Um, And uh, which I was happy to see. Yeah, me too. Walter. Yeah, Yeah, love Walter. Um, And so, so anyway, I I was nervous because extremely nervous, so nervous, and I probably have told this story before. So, but but, I mean, to all three people who've ever tracked it, but I turned down Three O'clock High. Originally. Oh, yeah. He gave me the script that was called After School. Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg called me to his office. After and Hours, he, After And by school. the way, Jim, I'm going to get back to the opening sequence and how you yeah. ended up writing the song. Oh, about, yeah. We're about there. 15 we're, minutes yeah. ago, I, yeah. was, I was there. Yeah. I, have not, I will bring this full <laughs> yeah. circle I'm just, back I'm just enjoying watching this. Yeah. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot I was on the show. I was just like, I haven't wow, forgotten because I'm staring at you. <laughs> I haven't forgotten because I'm staring at you and Richard the whole time. And by the way, by the way, Jim. That opening was Beautiful, By the way, yeah. Jim, Jim has not, Jim and, uh, and and Phil have not seen each other in quite some time. Oh, uh, right. Jim, it, it's yeah. been 20 Thir- years? 30 years. 30 years. Because, and you're still uh, looking as badass as ever, my friend. A, he's a badass. You know, he is. It's, yeah. uh, it's uh, all that clean living. That's, that's what <laughs> it is, baby. <laughs> Look at you guys. And Richard's looking as svelte as usual. So. Yes. <laughs> and he, and, hey, and Richard even wore a suit jacket for I the know, occasion he and, in a car. There. So he's You're wearing your, my two favorite teams. <laughs> Phil's got a Tigers hat on. Look, yep. Richard's got a Dodgers had, hat on. It's all good. No, I I had to go see a judge. I'm sorry. Uh-oh, Richard. Oh. We'll, we'll get into that at the yeah, end of the yes. show. We'll digress. Um, yes, we'll that, bonus. That'll be bonus material. That was Richard's, a joke. Richard's. Oh, no, he said it was oh, a joke. Oh, okay. Are, are, Wait, let me hear it. Are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. So uh, anyway, so anyway, he. 
He gave me this, called me up his office. He goes, you know, we had done the two amazing stories. I'd had this huge break, as I was alluding to earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he had seen my student film and gave me my shot. And, uh, you know, for, I, I don't know. It was just so lucky. Yeah. There's really no, it was just this window of opportunity opened up. Because of amazing stories, he felt comfortable testing me out it's on incredible. those. Yeah, because I don't know that he would have given me a movie off of that. He had done that with Kevin Reynolds, mm-hmm. who was also a film school graduate at USC, as I was. And he he had done, and he was my template. I was like, ooh, okay. I, I wasn't saying I'd be discovered by Spielberg, but Kevin Reynolds came out of film school and got Fandango, yeah. which was his first film. Great movie, through by Steven. the way. Yeah, through Steven. And so I was like, ooh, that's the ticket. You got to make the film, show it around, and hopefully somebody says, go make a movie. And that's how naive I was. But instead, I kind of went, I kind of went the farm route, farm team route, right? I yeah. went on to the farm team, which was, I mean, amazing stories is a pretty damn good farm team to start on. It's yeah. the San Jose Giants. Yeah. Yes, right? I mean, it was it, and also I was directing alongside, not alongside, don't hang on. We were not side by side, but Scorsese and Spielberg yeah. Yeah. and Clint Eastwood and Danny DeVito. I mean, it was like, yeah. and Robert Zemeckis. I mean, it was pretty darn cool. It's an A-list Bill show. Duano. Right. Yeah, I mean, I was, I got to meet all of Very them. Very surreal, I must it imagine. Was. Oh, yeah. yeah, and David yeah. Lean comes and visits Steven on the set of his, yeah. you know, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, Akira Kurosawa's wandering around. I'm like, I mean, I was so literally, good. you got to imagine, talk about peaking early, yeah. kids. Just let you know, it's all, you know, everything's double-edged. <laughs> you're like Jerry, you're like Jerry when the teacher kids exactly. kiss, you're like, I, Whoa. He peaked, he peaked right then and there. As, as did I. So anyway, <laughs> but you know, I'll, I'll take it. Better than nothing. Way better than nothing. It was incredible. So he gives me the script, and it's called After School. And I go, oh, thank you. Okay. He's like, yeah, it's a high school movie. It's a comedy. I think you'd be great for it. So I, I go, you know, I go back. It was in the morning. I go back. I had an office in Amblin he had given me. And I go back, and I read it. I know. I know. Everyone's like, what an this asshole. I mean, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I get it. I, uh, I should, you know. I want to do a high school movie. What do you want? Well, what do you want? Yeah. You know, I, I feel like, you know, anyway. The mea culpas I've had over this my oh, whole life. What do you, it's the weirdest, you know. Hey, you know what? You know, I was in L.A. Uh, uh, on the bus uh, with $100 from Mobile, Alabama to uh, Hollywood and Vine. And I was there for two and a half years, and this casting director says, you got something there? Go train and come back. So it was five years. I got my master's wow. from Cornell, and I came back, and 3 o'clock high happened. Wow. Like, and well, well deserved. Well deserved. As I've said to you before, Richard, I know I made you audition 27 times, but it was always your part. I just wanted to torture you. <laughs> it was always my part. It was always your part. No one was close. Now you say that. No one. You left. You left the room, and I turned to Nancy Nair, the cashier, and I said, he's the one. He's the one. And I said, but we should make sure. Yeah. We should make sure. We should have him read with everybody. Yeah. If you got the time, just make him, make him. Prolong this. I heard he's living in a truck. Damn my, oh, yeah. anyway. <laughs> Jerry, what's Jerry's? Yeah, Casey, Casey, Casey Shamasco. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you said to me for that his audition uh, after we got back from New York. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like I just graduated from Cornell, and then all my friends are down in New York trying to do uh, theater and stuff. I'm like, Spielberg just put me in the plaza. I'm <laughs> They were in the <laughs> and uh, I didn't know you were just looking for the the guy. Yeah, I know. And I didn't know I was in yet, but <laughs> I had like 
17 blocks to go to wherever you were. Yeah, the little, the little soundstage. People. He's talking about a screen and test I got weekend in, there. in New I York. I thought okay. I'd lost the role. I thought I'd lost it. No. And, and I get there, and I'm not talking to anybody. I'm sweating because I've been running for 17 blocks oh, in New York City. And, and, and later, this guy goes, we all thought, man, he's in character, man. He yeah, there you go. Really, yeah. he's he's living it. You were scary. You were scary, Richard. That's no, no. You were scary. You're right. You scared everyone. <laughs> well, and, I, uh, I, I, I know. I know. I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. It's lightning in a bottle. It's it, lightning well, yeah. in a bottle with 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 a with a lead villain, quote unquote. Right. You know, you're. This is your first feature film. Yeah, I was scared. Yeah, and I and I so I read the script and I. I was like, oh man. And it was a pretty, the tone of the original script called After School, as I said, After School After was, School, yeah. was Terrible a, a name, straight, by the way. straight up comedy. Okay. You know, it was, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny, it was but it was not in any way kind of dark or, or it wasn't a black comedy. Yeah. There was nothing kind of sinister about it. It was really just kind of a, 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 a straight ahead funny, uh, but, but, but the tone was different. Okay. So I was like, oh man, I cannot compete within this with John Hughes and just another mm-hmm. straight up, you know, high school comedy about a bully and his yeah. kid. And what are you going to do? I just, I don't know what to do with this. And it no. read very, it read not generic because obviously the characters had personality. All the characters that are in the main characters are all the same. Uh-huh. Um, I, I added some peripheral characters later, but, but anyway, and I, I went, I went back up to his office at the end of the day and I said, you know, it's just not for me. Wow. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's, that's yeah. some BDE. Which, by the way, yeah, BDE which, right there. yeah, which by the way was some foreshadowing for future bad decisions oh. that I've been making throughout the rest throughout the rest of my career. So I was just warming up for the '90s when I really got it going. So uh, anyway, you know what? Uh, that's a whole other podcast. When I left Hollywood. Uh, after being there for two and a half years and I broke into all the studios and they told me to go train, I came back and I said, I want to do, I want to come back where I'm young enough to be in high school. (laughs) And I got the oldest, ugliest motherfucker uh, in high school, but I made it. You did. Well, my theory was you'd been held back for seven yeah, years. Absolutely. That's, you know, <laughs> and so in, I, in a row. I don't know if I told the story, but I'll tell it again really quickly. I had a friend in elementary school named Mike Simmons, mm. and he was he was a big kid. He was super tall. Like a, he looked like he was going to be a quarterback in elementary school. Right. Right. I know those guys. And yeah. then I and then I remember he would. Uh, I got bullied by kids. He stuck up for me when the bullies were messing with me and then we went over to his house after school one day and he had like a bunch of trash in the front lawn there were toys scattered everywhere <laughs> he had brothers and sisters and the house was a hoarding house like mm. it was and he didn't want me to go in he was embarrassed mm. you know but he was the sweetest guy but he was the most intimidating guy mm. so when i see this character buddy Ravel on screen i'm like is that what Mike Simmons was going to be? Because we lost tr- touch after elementary right, school. Right. Is that what he was going to turn into when he Who went knows, to high school? Who right? knows? So. Yeah. It was, it was, um, and, and, but that's interesting because that backstory that he was a sensitive guy who understood, you know, had a friend that he would protect. Yeah. Maybe that was Buddy in elementary school, right? That's he how was, I, he went from protector yeah. to bully. Because yeah. what does he do in the end? He doesn't punch punch his lights out in the in the nope. student store. He gives them the money right, back, right? And because he smiles. He and he nods always at him. yeah, because it's like he has respect because he has an ethic. Yep. Buddy had yep. an ethic, and I think that's what people go. Oh, okay. Like that's it's yeah. not it's not black and white. No. You know, he's just not a one note. 
bad bad guy is going to kick your ass. And 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 credit to Barry Sonnenfeld, who's your cinematographer. Mm. And, and but but you hold the the shot on Buddy Richard. Richard, mm. you smile at the end at at Jerry, and it's it's so subtle, but it's oh, and you wouldn't necessarily. Man, it's beautiful. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's the smallest smile ever in the history of the of the movies. I think it was just like, <laughs> oh, that's that's what someone said to me. You know, they're like, that's the smallest smile ever. You know, but it was a smile. But it, it spoke volumes. It's, it's really you know, funny. That scene, that scene made him a human. You know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, and and uh, Richard, uh, as I recall in the day, he was like. But would I really smile? <laughs> would I? Sm- right. I mean, he hit me with brass knuckles. It really wasn't fair. I mean, he didn't really win fair. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know, but but you, the kid had guts. Yeah. You brought he, out the brass balls. knuckles. Yeah, like, you brought them. You were gonna use yeah. them. Yeah, but that's my signature move. Yeah. That's what, you know, everyone knows. Everyone knows I have brass knuckles. Yeah. He just always carried them. You know. Yeah. With the car keys. You know the GTO. That's yeah. They're just for you know, intimidation, you know. And uh, and he's like, and he's like, uh, let's do some takes where I don't smile at all. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. all right, that's good. Fair. You know, right. I'm only a day over schedule, and Spielberg has <laughs> called me at lunch from Shanghai, China. Yeah, yeah. yeah Spielberg that day calls me from lunch. Yeah, on that scene, we went a day over because all those kids walking in yeah. are students. So they're walking in and they laugh and they walk in and they're giggling and they, they're not actors. All right. the kids that say, oh, I have five bucks. Wait for me. Thanks, Jerry. Great job. Wow. Way to go. Those are all students from the high school. Wow. None of them ever been on camera. So, and they're all, all the students in the room, everyone watching the scene, all of them wow. are, are students from the high school. Okay. The only actors are the main actors. So they're blowing it and they're screwing up and yeah. they're giggling and I'm trying to not be mean and scare them too right. much. Then they right. freeze. But at the same time, I'm like, guys, yes. we got to get yes. this. Yeah. So basically, no pressure. yeah, I'm supposed to shoot that whole scene, the, te- the whole thing in the student store from the very beginning of them going, wow, well, looks like, you know, too bad, Jerry, da, 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 da. The cops are coming, the opening all the way to the end. Wow. All the way to the end. Ex- except the teacher which was part of an added reshoot yes. in Los Angeles. Yes. So anyway- Because the test audience wanted to know- What, what happened to her, because yeah. they yeah. loved that scene. Right. Yeah. So, so which was <laughs> in the original script. The best scene in the original script was, was the kiss. Turn of the screw was in the first- That alone should have made me say yes, right? Of course. This yeah. turn of the screw, I should have said yes. <laughs> but, but anyway, so we're behind- Hey, buddy. Buddy didn't kiss anybody. No. Yeah. Oh, buddy could have had whoever yeah. he wanted. Yeah. He, he, he kissed something. He kissed the. You know, uh, Buddy left. Concrete. Buddy <laughs> left. Sorry, Miss Farmer. Miss Buddy left. Miss Farmer met him in the parking lot and was like, "Hello, Buddy." Um, but anyway, yeah, like Mr. Rice was there and he goes, "Can that, I? Can I see you for yeah, a moment? For a moment, Jerry, please? in yes. the student store." <laughs> exactly. So anyway, Sorry. exactly. So I. So I. Uh, uh, um, Spielberg calls me. He was doing Shanghai. Uh, uh, he was doing um, Empire of the Sun in oh. Shanghai. Oh, Empire of the Sun. Empire of the Sun. And uh, I think Stephen's calling at lunch. I'm like, what? He's in China. He can't be calling. He's like, oh, he's calling. I'm like, hello. He's like, I hear you're going to be a day over. It's lunch. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Crap. And I am projected to be a day over. I'm not yeah. technically yet a day over, but I was on schedule until that one day on 33 days. And, he, and he's like, this is it. I'm only giving you one day today. That's it. You can oh, go one day great. over. Wow. Don't go another day. 
I'm like, oh my God. Uh, I'm like, and I'm thinking, and you're going to put your name on the movie for this, right? For scaring the crap out of me in the middle of the shoot. <laughs> you know, just like, since you're obviously wow. like, like calling me from China, that's how closely you're watching what's going on. And well, is his name? Is no, his name anywhere no, in the movie? No, no it's not. That's, no, it a, that's not. another story yeah. we'll tell down, yeah. the, down the road if you want. But uh, no, it's not. His name is not on the film. But thanks for, thanks for making me, you know, pee my pants in the middle Seriously. of a shoot day. Yeah. Oh my my legs turned to jello. Um, I'm in the, I'm like, you know, in the office, the production office. I'm, try, I'm trying, there. yeah, I'm trying not to cry. I swear to God, I'm so How scared. How old were you, by the uh, way? Uh, let's see. So this was 86? 56, 16. 86, 20. But it's shooting in 86. I was 25. Oh, no, no, I, was, I turned 25 in 86. So I was 24. Wow. When we, Amazing. We shot the movie. Hey, Amazing. So I remember that day uh, when Buddy comes back with the money. Yeah. You said, How do you want to give him the money? I was like, just want to drop it. Yeah. <laughs> and. It that was yeah. So well. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what he so do, well. right? Yeah. Instead of like setting it down, every he held it in his fist and his fist. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I want to interrupt. I got to do the direction thing because you never told us I'm, what know, turned gotta... you around to get actually do <laughs> the script. Yeah. <laughs> so I I went home that night. I said to Stephen, you know, and he's like, okay, okay, I get it. You know, I explain why. He's like, I hear you. I hear you. You know, it's kind of and I use. I think I used it. It'd be like going up against you, Stephen. It'd be like making a you know sci-fi movie about aliens. Like I really use. He's like, I see. I see. I see how that would be. And you know, I'm like, oh good. Yeah, I said that worked. So I get the hell out of there. And I go home. I'm living in a little apartment in Pasadena. Actually, I'm sharing an apartment with my sister. Like, that's my life at that point. Me and my sister live in this little, like, apartment complex. Oh, it wasn't that far from your truck. And, uh, and, I, and, and I'm sitting there thinking, if someone had come to me, you know, two years ago in film school and said, just so you know, two years from now, Steven Spielberg's going to offer you a $5 million feature, and you're going to say no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd have, you know. I'd hit that guy in the head with a crowbar and said, get out of here. That's never going to happen. <laughs> right. So I thought, you're insane. You've lost your mind. You just, you've gotten ahead of yourself here. Yep. Oh my God, you idiot. You just blew your chance to direct the movie for Steven Spielberg. So I rushed back the next morning, like 8 a.m. You probably didn't there. sleep th that well oh, that no. night. Yeah. I'm yeah. a wreck. I, I, I get there at 8 a.m. as soon as Amblin opens. Yeah. You know, he gets in like 9.30. I just yeah. sat there in front of his office <laughs> right, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a wayward puppy dog. And yeah. I just sat there. He came in. He's like, oh, uh, Phil, what are you doing? I, hey. I'm like, oh, he's going to talk to you for a minute. Please go. Yeah. And I'm thinking he's giving it away. <laughs> right, he right. already sent it's it to another gone. director. Yeah. Some other guy sure. got it last night. Sure. He's already said yes, and I'm yeah. out. I Literally, that's what I yeah. thought. And he goes, come on in. And I say, so I made a big mistake. And I'd really like, go, oh, great, great. Yeah. I'll tell Sid and Sid Scheinberg, who ran the studio at the time. And Amazing. we'll do it. Fantastic. Amazing. So wow. I changed my mind. And, I, and then I said, the only thing I was thinking is, could I take a run at the script as well? Because I'd, I'd had some ideas. Okay. And, and, you know, now that I'd said, no, I was going to say yes. I'm like, well, what are you going to do? Because it still had the same problem. Yeah. I still, yeah. How to differentiate myself from the pack of films exactly. that were out there yep. and from the tone of John Hughes. Yeah. You know, I just could not do that. Didn't and I, be a typical right. bully movie. No, I had to, I, you know, how do you, you know, my bodyguard had been yeah. like, how do I get away from my bodyguard wasn't funny, but it's still going to be compared. No, yes. but right? a lot yes. of those, like we talked about this on our show, tough turf and karate yeah. kid yes. and like movies that have a, a, well, a an antagonist. It, it's really know? funny when Steven finally saw the movie when it was, when it was, I'd had the first cut and all that. He goes, he goes, what did you do? And I go, <laughs> I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, like, this is like, like a, like a high school movie made by Scorsese. You're, you're, you know, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I, I perk yeah, up, yeah, like, yeah. yes. And he goes, he goes, I thought, I thought we were doing Karate Kid in high school. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. mm, we yeah. had a little, you know, kind of two ships passing in the night on that one. We missed each other yeah. on that. 
I, I had seen After Hours, and it struck me the night. My favorite Scorsese yes, film, by the I, way. I, oh, my. Yeah, and I, I had seen, you know, come out recently, and I was like, this is After Hours. This is, he, you know, um, Dom, he, he, he's stuck in Soho, yeah. right? And and I'm gonna do it's stuck in high school. Yeah. And it's gonna be all clocks and Griffin Dunn, yes, is stuck. And I and I'm and all those rapid push-ins and all that whole style. Yeah. I am gonna steal every single move Scorsese made in that movie. Great. Pay homage. Which is exactly what I did. And no, no, it wasn't an homage. I mean steal. I got Oh no, I sat there and was like shot for shot, literally writing down a wide angle low, push in whip pan, da 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 dolly zoomed all. Amazing. All the stuff Amazing. and the sound it's design. Like the clock. Yes, the, the clock, clock is a total was such a rip. character. Yeah. Well, yeah. the clock such became a character. Well, and that's why he made Soho a character too, didn't he? I mean, Absolutely. Talk about making. How do you make Soho menacing? Yeah. Soho right. is like the most unmenacing part of New York City, <laughs> totally. right? It's like the most. It's like the cutest part Especially of New York in City. Especially in spring. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we all know why that is. Yeah. So, <laughs> I uh, I'm, I lived in New York too. Yeah. 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 Why haven't you called me? <laughs> oh, it's a good time to ask in the middle of the story. In 30 years. 30 years. I don't because you never gave me your number. Oh. Ah. Ah. Ghost to me. No, the, my, my number changed. Dad. There you ah, go. There you go. There you go. Well, remember, this is all pre-cell phone and pre-text. You yeah. do think about how different it would have been. You know, Jim, just like us staying in touch. Jim and I got back in touch through, I mean, I was a complete digression, but since Richard pressed the button. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, you know, through so, through social media. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just it. it yeah. It is a bummer because I do think of all the people I got to work with that had it been as easy as a text, as yeah. opposed to call machine, call me back, to, and not cell phones. Well, you can't. Right? Yeah. Call me back at my home where I'll miss you and you'll miss me and we give up. <laughs> you finally give yeah. up, right? Yeah. No email. You had to write a letter. Yep. So it was letters or real phones in real homes. That's why you can't make after yeah. hours now, because exactly. You know, oh, there's all yeah. kind. Cell phones have been the the most single most besides CGI yeah. the most single most destructive. Element, uh, uh, factor in storytelling mm -hmm. today, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. because you're just like, well, just use mm. your cell phone. Yeah. Just you're, you're in jeopardy. Yeah. Just, so it's always like, you know, and you can't really use anymore the old, the old. I don't have a signal. You're like, nah, yeah. they have a signal yeah. on Everest now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, those yeah. guys, did yeah. you read into thin air? They were calling yeah. from right. the top of Everest. <laughs> so right I mean, nah, <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. So you know, I mean, maybe if you're like in, you know. The Zambia, and you're like yeah. in the jungle. You might. Zambia. All right. So I said yes, and I had my notion was three o'clock high, and uh, the other movie I stole from was Road Warrior. So I took, I took the fight was from Road Warrior. So all the moves. Well, the car er pulling up is very Road Warrior. Oh, that's the shot. Yeah. It's the, from the opening sequence. In yeah, Road totally. Yep. It's the shot. It's not as good. He did it better. I like. I couldn't figure. He had the, I don't know, he had some piece of equipment that was better than mine. But I was like, I couldn't get quite, that's why I had to have him step up on the curb, oh. right? Oh. He had to do the step. Richard had to step, I remember being so frustrated because I wanted, but he, so Miller has it on the deck, yes. right? It's yeah. on, underhung, like an inch off the deck. But my underhung, right. and maybe it was just a different camera body. We were using Panavision. Oh, maybe he was using Airflexes. So mm. I couldn't get on, and he might have had a mirror we'll system. We'll get him on to, to answer to, me yeah. this. There, <laughs> is, there was back then a mirror system you could shoot that you'd shoot down into a mirror and it would reflect so that way you could really be on the deck. But we didn't have that. Oh, I love that. And there's periscope lenses too that can put you. Mm. So he was on the deck. My I was under what's called underhung. Okay. You underhung hung the camera, and we dollied up. And when it, so I wanted him to pull up and do it really like George Miller, like right on yes, the pavement. It's yes. like the camera, it was looking down at his boot. I'm like, no, you don't look down at the boot. <laughs>
You don't look down at the boot. No. You don't look at the shoelaces. You look no. at the toe of that boot, boys. So everyone's like, right? well, that's, yeah. sorry, Phil. That's as low as the camera goes. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, I'm like, so I told you. Yeah. I'd shown you yeah. the shot. You didn't give me the right equipment. They're like, you know what I mean? 24. What the hell do I know? Yeah. Now, that wouldn't happen. Then yeah. I was like, well, where's my George Miller <laughs> yeah. shot? So I told Richard, I said, you'll pull up, and then you'll step on the curb. And that got the boot up. Which yeah. works. It works. Yeah. yeah. And then that gave me the, so that gave me the shot and it still wasn't as low as it should have been. And then we boom up onto him and, and he does that lean back on the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, and that was Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, it, cause I, he was, I just had him standing there like, dun, dun, yeah. dun. and he goes, no, I'm going to, I'm going to lean back and take it all in. And, see, <laughs> and this is Brilliant. where, and this Brilliant. is where for all you, for all you filmmakers out there, this is where the truth of the matter is great actors make your movie. Okay, because I worked oh, with actors nice. who just do what I've asked, mm -hmm. and what they get is a is a mediocre Phil Juano performance. Because I'm no actor, I, I I say, here's what I need you to do: you get out of the car, you stare down the school, yeah, and they yeah. will do it. Yeah, they'll do what I asked, and I'm like, I can't be mad. I'm like, yep, there right. it was, and we'd have walked away, yeah. and I'd have had it. And a great actor like Richard goes, Hey, Phil, can I uh, try what? I want to kind of lean back and just soak it all in. Yeah. And he gives you that detail. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. again, don't get me wrong. I did not make Citizen Kane. I am not delusional. I understand we're just talking specifically about this movie, fans out there. I know this is not the Godfather we're talking about, right? It's not the Sonny in the Toll Booth. But anyway, you know, he, he, we, we boom up and it makes the moment. And it isn't the shot. Yeah, the shot. I stole the shot. The shot isn't even me. I stole it from another guy. Maybe he stole it. I don't know. But I, <laughs> but I right? But I get up there, and it's him. Yeah. It's not the car. It's not the wardrobe. It's not the great hair. It's yeah. not the. It's it's his, his instincts. His talent is what makes that moment. And there are a hundred examples of that of all the actors in this show. Mm. Of all the actors totally. bringing more to this movie. So when we talk about. Well, the direction. Yeah, I, I like to think I put actors in a position to be great. You did. You, you want, did. but it's the actors that make it great, right? It's yeah. the You're way, dead. right? Yeah. It's that you know. What's your favorite movie, Jerry? You know, Turn of the Screw. That's them. <laughs> That's them. Right? I mean, what yeah. you know? What's your favorite book? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. What's book. your favorite yeah. book? You yeah. know, what's your yeah. favorite book, Jerry? Turn what's your favorite movie, Jerry? What was it? No, it's what's your favorite. You know, what's your favorite book? Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking, Sorry, because it's a movie too. Oh, okay. uh, it's a very famous movie. He but I said Lady Chatterley's Lover. There you go. And, and that was in the first draft and that I read. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, um, behind the green door. So it was... Uh, with something with Kurt Longjohn or something? Yes. I so, love that book. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, so, so back to the yes. So I did that. And then what I did was he let me take a run at the script. And what I did is I just juiced it up with all the, you know, added some menace, added the switchblade, added the Duker and Delinsky, um, you know, Dean of Discipline, and the actual, my high school Dean of Discipline was named Wojtek Delinsky. Really? Which is a little quick aside, I didn't tell anybody. So I had his name on the nameplate. <laughs> I have swastikas, <laughs> I have the evil stuff, right? Wow. And that's Wojtek Delinsky. Yeah. My producer, a wonderful guy named David Vogel, my line producer, who uh -huh. had done amazing stories with me, he, uh, you know, watched the film, and, I, and I'm thinking, I wonder if Wojtek, who was not a particularly nice man, Voitech's going to be upset about this somehow down yeah. the road. I mean, am I, is it really? Hmm. So about two weeks before the movie comes out, which would have been about 35 years ago, I go, hey, David, do you think it's a problem that my real dean of discipline in my high school is named Wojtek Delinsky? Well, you've never seen blood drain from a man's face faster. Oh, man. no. He's like, what did you say? I go, yeah, his real name, I mean, it's not a big deal, right? I mean, it's just real life. Yeah. It's not, a, I mean, he really had the job. So it isn't yeah. like I said, he, I didn't make him a Nazi guard. 
You know, I didn't say, you know, I, I said. He was an enthusiast. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So he's like, don't you tell a soul. I am the last person you will ever tell that to. Don't tell Steven. Don't tell the studio. Oh, my oh God. My and he's God. thinking, if this guy comes after us. Anyway. Yeah. Then the story I hear, he's still at my high school at the time. I'm not that far out of high school at that yeah. point. Yeah. He loved it. Wow. Oh, of course he did. And he dined yeah. out yeah. on it for the rest of, of his course. school years. Of course You may not uh, realize, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm yeah. the dean of discipline at 3 o'clock high. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> first day of school. Hello, students. You may yeah. not realize this. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. it, was quite, it was the opposite. That's fantastic. So I and I went to the same high school. Yes. And so I didn't know. The first time I saw 3 o'clock, I had no idea. And there's Wojtek Delinsky, <laughs> Dean of Discipline. And I was like, I spent so much time in that guy's office. Oh, oh I was God. like, holy shit. shit. I can't believe he did that. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was quite the, it was a little bit legendary in the school for a while. <laughs> I get people coming up to me, you know, and just, you know, touching my shoulder. Oh. And I stop. Uh. I stop and like, <laughs> you must be. What does Buddy Ravel say when? After the slow motion, it goes the slow motion. That's yeah. He goes, "You made me mad, Jerry." Yeah. Now I'm gonna have to work it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't get over it. But the people to this day accidentally touch me and yeah. I turn slowly. Uh -huh. And it's funny. It's funny, man. Yeah. Well, that aspect was not in the original after school. The touching was not it that's oh, a that's that good, was the first ad. thing I you put that in? yeah good that ad. was not in the you just you oh. he just asked you, he just upset you in the bathroom yeah and by asking to right. do the article and and he was upset that he was going to make a big deal out of him uh -huh. in this article and expose his history yeah his sordid yeah, past but also the introduction going in hey he, he Killed, he, None of that was he, in the original he, script right. either. Really? The whole oh yeah, that whole steady cam shot was added. With the music, with the music and everything. That yeah. was badass. Yeah, that that well and, and pre Copacabana Scorsese. So I'm just saying Yes. You know, I'm just and I'm not trying to say he might have stolen my shot. Well, you know, he's my probably a fan of three o'clock high. <laughs> yeah, well he's thinking, okay, yeah. the guy stole everything from after hours, right? Yes. right? He's like, yeah. I deserve to steal his thing, you know, his opening shot. In Goodfellas, but and I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. Yes. Well, if you got, and since Scorsese will most likely never hear me say this, I feel pretty safe. I, I, yeah, what are you? Oh, what are you he, saying? What are you saying about our podcast? Number Phil? one podcast. Yeah, hey. it's like the dean of discipline. <laughs> it gets back. It gets, it gets back. back. He'll be dining out. Yep. You know, it'll be like yeah. many of you. Phil finally caught me. He yeah. finally, Phil finally caught me. I he love finally that got. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're gonna take a Scorsese movie, After Hours is the one to take for the yeah. oh, and it was and After Hours meets Road Warrior. I'm like, I can make that Come movie. On. Yes. I can make now. And by the way, I'm thinking, and I'm certain that I will now be put in the canon of George Miller and Scorsese after this film. I mean, it'll be obvious. <laughs> well, and then to did, all, and then did, did you get the touching not. part from uh, the character in Stripes who didn't like to be touched? No, okay. I've oh. never made that connection. Psycho, yeah. Yeah, Psycho, Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. What's he say? Uh, oh, get and your I, meat hooks off me. Yeah, yeah. Get, yeah and he, and he, and what did he say? Any Calm of you, down. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but me. then, um, I'll kill you. Oh my God! But then, but then Sergeant Hulk is like mellow out psycho. What's he saying? Uh, lighten up, Francis. Lighten up, Francis. That's why. <laughs> lighten up. Like, lighten up, Francis. Love oh, that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you and your friends made it with that fun. cow. All right. So um, I want to party with you, cowboy. All right. So anyway, Bill Murray is. Hey, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I think they took your exact shot of Buddy there for the first episode of Stranger Things. That really? is 
yeah, there's a big reveal where door, car pulls in, door opens, boot comes down, lean back. And I was like, I've seen that. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. Mm. And I, there, are, there are actually um, several uh, visual references, I mean, on purpose or accidentally or not, in Stranger Things to 3 O'Clock High. Yeah. I've, I've noticed uh, throughout, particularly the first season, and uh, well, there's uh, your deep cut for the mm. true film fans. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there are, there are, and South Park. Did you guys ever see the South Park fight that they did? No. That's literally cut for cut, three o'clock high. Oh, no. really? Oh, no. yeah. amazing. Oh yeah, it's it's really? it's the yeah the walking up the walking up the kids in the windows the why it's I don't know the episode title, but I think if you put in if you probably put in YouTube South Park three o'clock high homage there's a there's south park did a little okay, wow. homage. and then of course there was the remake they did recently hey, do they knock out the principal <laughs> yeah i added that yeah. and and the um and that's Down the right yeah the yeah there it is there's not gonna be a fight today yep. john p ryan <laughs> don't fuck this up mitchell yeah. is like the universal phrase <laughs> that's that the, all uh, the fans <laughs> know you get one fuck in pg-13 you get one fuck we had two um we had two fucks in the movie and we and one of the other fuck was from richard yep yeah, you know, didn't even fuck. He goes, "How do you? Yeah. What does he say to him? He's in the gym." He's he like, "You're the biggest pussy I ever met." Yeah, biggest Richard. fucking pussy <laughs> I ever met. But it's in there, yeah. and we had to loop yeah. it. Yeah, you know, he didn't even try. Yeah, he didn't even try. But I love that. that. He didn't feel. even try. How does that feel? feel yeah. yeah. When you <laughs> when he says so we had that, to get that out. Uh, what you said about you know you changing direction with uh, Spielberg and going with the movie, yeah. it makes me think of Jerry when he has the opportunity to get out of the fight. He gets out of the fight. Yes. But then he sits there for a minute and he thinks to himself, like, no, is this my legacy? Is this what yeah. I want yeah. to be remembered? Is this who I am? Is this how I want to be remembered yeah. by? Wink, yeah. wink. Yeah. And so right. he comes back. So here you are. Yeah. Doing so it. We, you're not a pussy. So Phil. here we go. You're one, not a pussy, Phil. That's right. Thank you. Say. One hour later, <laughs> one hour later, <laughs> I'm going to get to that opening sequence. And here it is. I'm telling it now. Wait, before, can I interrupt you? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I want to hear, I, I want to hear about the shot with the, all the bookshelves falling down. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because oh, speaking of that, I saw that in a candy bar commercial years later. Yeah, and you know, there's another, and you know, there's another. The Mummy. If you guys yeah. ever watch the Mummy, there's a bookshelf falling, falling, falling like dominoes. The original in black the original, and white. No, no, the Brendan Mummy, Frazier? the Brendan oh, Fraser movie. Oh, okay. Yes, oh. there's a library sequence, and I'm like, oh, our yeah. bookshelf gag. There you go. And you never know if yeah. anyone is really. I mean, he can't be the only person that thought of knocking over bookshelves right. and dominoes, but it looks pretty similar. Yeah. And um and uh. uh you know, so um, the uh, uh, if only the Godfather was made after three o'clock high, I'm sure there'd be something Coppola would have stolen. Um, but uh, anyway, the books all fell out, and I and I after they said cut, I went over to help pick up the books, mm-hmm. and they go, "What are you doing? You're you're in the movie." You well, know, the reason you why. Don't have to- Pick up the books. But you did. There was a reason you had to pick up the books. There was a reason we all had to pick up the books. So that's right. We oh. had to. There were four takes, as I remember. Well, well, four takes. two. We but had to pick them up. Yeah. So what happened was, what happened was, it was designed to be as a as a oneer, as they call you know, a shot without a cut. Okay. So you know, right. he knocks out the football player, and and once he falls into the first book, we cut out wide, and the books go boom, 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 boom. The first pile of books, and then there's a knight right. in shining armor. That gets hit by the first the first set of books. Knight in shining armor spins. Yeah. He falls into the next set of books, and then boom, 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 boom. All those books go down. Rube Goldberg, yeah. exactly, yeah. revealing 
uh, Jerry and Vincent. Vincent. Uh, right. Uh, They're right, right. Just standing there, like in the perfect hiding yeah. place, right? Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then it's not. And so my, and then, okay, come on. Do you remember what you did there, Richard, after the books fell? What did you do? I pushed in on you, blood on your finger, and what did you do? Shh. Yeah, because they made noise in the library. They made so a noisy good. library. So again, that's what makes Buddy, like it's not what you'd expect. You'd expect you'd see them over yeah. there, walk over and start kicking their ass yeah. or grab them and yeah. scare them and throw them against the wall and say, I'm going to get you at three o'clock. Yeah. Not now, not here. It's going to be in front of everyone. Yeah. He'd say something. No. Yeah. And then he just walks out. He knows. And, that's and I have I to say the guy, the guy, what's his name? Uh, he's, he was an offensive guard at UCLA. Yeah, he was. Guy. He was. He was a and, good guy. And I stand up. He's about a foot taller than me. <laughs> was, it, was it Craig, Craig Maddie? Yeah, character? Craig Maddie. Yeah. And he was, he was way bigger. Played by Mike Jolly. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Mike. Yeah. And he was way. There you go, Mike. Yeah. yeah. He it was good. He, he he did well. And so anyway, um, we do the first take and it's supposed to be, like I say, a one-er. And, it's, and if we get it in one, it's over. Yeah. So the way we did it was, you know, we knock over the books. with His body actually did it. It was teetering. So all he had to do was fall into it. <laughs> he falls into it. Bam, 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 bam. It hits the knight in shining armor. For that, we had a guy hidden with a cable behind down low and he pulled the knight to make sure it would actually spin because okay. it was on a turntable uh, so, it, so it actually didn't because it normally would have fallen away from the books right. right but it had to do a pirouette and then land <laughs> right. to its left right so it did it like a 90 <laughs> so degree good. pirouette and, and so he pulls it and then and this was something i had i had added to, to the script as well this this moment at the books falling and uh because i'd always wanted to see just books yeah. fall in the library yeah and so then uh um, <laughs> doesn't yeah and then and then there was another guy on a cable set, uh, that was supposed to pull the second set of books because the knight in shining armor wasn't really heavy enough to make the books fall. Mm, okay. It was just, it was fake. So the first guy, so they're watching each other, right? So the first guy, the books fall, hits the knight. The first guy pulls the knight. It spins, but not, he didn't pull it hard enough to knock the knight over. It spins and stays. The knight doesn't <sighs> fall over. But the second guy has seen him pull. He can't see the knight. He's hidden. So he sees oh. the pull. So he knows it's my turn to pull. He yanks, and the books go boom, 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 and reveal oh, man. Uh, Jerry, oh. right? Jerry and Vincent. But the knight's still standing there perfectly. It did not pirouette and fall, and so therefore there's no cause and right. effect. Right. Yeah, yeah. So we're all just standing there. Oh. And, and the producer, <laughs> who is smart, goes, you know, and, and it's, it's what producers oh. are supposed to do. He goes, you know, we could always just do a cutaway yeah. of the knight falling into the first shelf of books, okay. right? Yeah. So we go, yeah. bam, 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 cut away, night yeah. hits, cut away, back out wide, bam, bam, bam. I go, but then it wouldn't yeah. be a one -er. Yeah. <laughs> you need yeah. the one -er. You need yeah, the one, -er. one -er. It wouldn't be a one -er. He's yeah. like, you're right, yeah. let's go. And I'm like, everyone pick up the books. Yeah. And my, my yeah. mom and dad were visiting with my sister. <laughs> oh, really? They're picking up books. The actors are picking up oh, every single, God. the producer, every person. That's my mom and dad incredible. and my sister are putting books back Hilarious. in the shelf because it was all man, right? Yeah. Behind, like Spielberg right? said, Spielberg? no, we're going yeah. over schedule. <laughs> He'll call from China. Yeah, no, 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 no. He's got to, you know, he's surveilling us probably. His eyes everywhere. Yep. If we, hey, if in the day, he's probably been watching on the internet. You know, it's like, I saw that. Yep. I saw that. But do it. No, do the insert, Phil. It's do not the a wonder, Stephen. You know what, though? He wouldn't have made me do it. He's all about yeah. wonders, as we know. Yeah. He would have been a no, no, no. Reset yeah. those books. He would have. So we redid it. And, you know, we made sure that the that the night would fall over. Second take, everything went great, right? Yep. Take two. So take yeah. two. Okay. Take two was it. And uh, 
Richard might have been thinking about the punch. The, pu- the punch took some time well, to get right. Well, he brought that up in the mm. beginning of the episode. Yeah. Maybe you could talk a little bit. So did you have him, sh- did you shoot that one t- once or? Uh, the punch on the punch on Craig? Yeah. Oh, no, that was multiple. Because that, you know, we could just reset. Okay. Because just one one or two shells. Yeah. We would just set up that. He only, as you could see, and there were big close-ups for the for the punch. Close-up, close-up wide, and then yeah. a separate cut of him falling in. So I didn't, I just had him fall off camera. I didn't have okay. him fall into the books until the time came. And then he fell into the books like what, once or twice. Yes. And and that was that. The fall into the books is he had to slam into it pretty good. Yeah. And um, uh, Craig and and uh, or Mike and and so yeah, that was a big. It is funny. This movie has just like these weird stories and moments and and just there's it was just a one off. Ex- it was a very in my experience later having you know, <clears throat> since thirty five years ago and yeah. and uh, you know I've been. I guess since including making stories up to like 37 years or something right. now, I've had a lot of experiences. And now you look back, you don't know it at the time. Of course, we never did. Yeah. It was a really, it was a very unique filmmaking experience. Well, even down to the point of you and Jim making yes. a connection before this movie was even made. Yes. Right. With the Jim, Jim was on our show and talked about uh, teaching you guitar, having guitar lessons, yeah. right? Which I finally made good on this past year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Yes, I Pandemic finally. I fi- exactly. Yeah. I broke. Yeah. I broke. I was like, it's a cliche, and I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. I'm buying a, buying a guitar, <laughs> and I did. And, and you now, I, and I learned YouTube. Didn't have Jim, yeah. but that's an incredible thing, right? I mean, I, I can learn online. Yeah. Well, did you hear what uh, I think it was Hawaiian Airlines did? Mm-hmm. They they gave everybody a ukulele. Ukulele, I saw and so that. The flight to Hawaii, they gave ukulele lessons the entire way, so yeah. they all knew how to play the ukulele. And on end. one hand, I thought, wow, oh that's so God. cool. Yeah. And yeah. on the other hand, I thought, ooh, that might have been a long flight. Yes, for yeah. one person. Yeah, right. that I think been... I would have gotten off. Yeah, that's one of those parachute <laughs> over the Pacific where, prey. Where did it originate? The yeah, flight? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was L.A. On one hand, you're kind of like, I don't think noise canceling is going to help you with that. Right, that actually sounds are, yeah. terrible. Yeah. For you, I, I can oh, see. Oh, I would hate driving that. You nuts. Yeah. yeah. And then what's oh, the... it's like it's like when you see the uh, like a Glee club or something on an air, on an airplane, right. like a video, no. of it, and they're all like they're singing the whole time, and no. I'm thinking, right? Oh my god, something about yeah. Jesus saving you or I was, something. Yeah, I was no. just yeah. talking about Glee clubs yesterday, and how annoyed I was in high school when the when the Glee club came in to sing Happy Birthday to somebody, and everyone na 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 na, saves your birthday. I'm like, exactly. get out of here. Exactly. That's what was so great about. <laughs> June That's what was school. so great about that is how they mocked, um, how they mocked. <laughs> oh, Andy's, Andy's character. Andy's, like, yeah. yeah, the whole. Yeah. <laughs> they'd all come here and be like, yeah. "Stop! Yeah. You suck! Oh my god!" Like the, yeah. everyone reacted so openly yeah. to the thing that we've all been going, <laughs> right. "Wonderful! Yeah, so yay. great!" They're yay. like, "Shut up, Andy!" And he was like an idol in college <laughs> oh, in his little world. Oh you know? my yeah, god, that oh, running Lord. joke, and it was awful. Yeah. Like yeah. it was, it was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was great how bad it was, and how dedicated he was to making it bad. Well, Absolutely. God, I could do a podcast on that show. Yeah. Have, of, course, everyone, <laughs> of course, everyone can. So anyway, I'm now going to get to the opening sequence. I, I was just about okay. to, yeah, segue. Ooh. All roughly. right, so, so here are we, we are. Re- are we We're back. For, Hopefully okay, it's like a ready. cliffhanger yeah. for your listeners. Yeah. You're like, I wanted to stop listening, but the guy would not tell the opening <laughs> story. Um, so we, we tested the movie, and people, as I said, people were confused a little bit about who's who and, what's, and what happened, and they're playing catch-up too late. Okay. And so... I needed to, to do something to establish that this is Jerry's movie. Yeah. And uh, so I said, well, the worst, it's supposed to be like the worst day of his life, you know, um, that it just wasn't going to be one of those days. So that was, that was also one of those days. Added, yep. yep. Yeah. I knew from the going to be one of those days. So, and then I tagged that up in the reshoot. So that was also, so that since that uh, was a amazing. additional photographer, I was like, well, might as well, <laughs> you know, put it at the top and put it at the <laughs> end. And then 
put Jim on each side of it. Yes. So anyway, as we pull away from the school, so and reprise the opening. So I wrote, we did the screening. It tested okay. It got a huge laughs. But it only tested in like the 70s, which as okay. we know, if you know anything about the testing thing, you want to be in the upper 80s, low 90s minimum. Okay. Mm. Uh, and by that, they mean, you know, they call it excellent, very good. You want to be, you know, called excellent, very good. Uh, and if you're ever at those screenings, if you check uh, good, good stressful. does not count. Making a good movie is okay. a failure. Yeah. It's got to be excellent or very good. That's a lot of pressure, I think, just from the it's audience the perspective night. too. They're so contrarian. People don't like giving excellence. Oh, I feel like you know. Better. I think. I think today's audiences, especially, I think they literally yeah. would see The Godfather and go, "Yeah, pretty good." Right. You know, it's I, fine. Eh. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a little dark. Right. It's a little dark. I couldn't see everything, and I. You know, <laughs> and there's like a lot of old people it's a in that long. movie. Long. I, I, I had people. to pee a lot. Yeah. yeah. Maybe bothered by James Conn's chest hair. Yeah, I think cut an hour. And by the way, they killed an animal in that film, which really you cannot give. They kill a horse. Like you can't, you yeah. can't do that. No, they killed a horse. So anyway, um, yeah. No, that's cancel that fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. So, so in anyway, hand, you're in the hands of a, just Dude. a group of yahoos. Totally. Yes. And and by the way, yeah. yahoos who want to see a movie for free. Yes. Right. So what I always said about those things is, as another digression um, is is that if if you pay money and make a plan and you've chosen to go see a movie maybe based on the trailer some advertise something your friend word of mouth yeah like you've decided you want to give the movie a shot yes yeah. like you don't go saying and now i shall judge this film and i will decide if this film was worthy of my time or not true you right. walk out and say but here's what i always say to every director anyway i go here's how it ends up for all your effort uh, it took us eight years to make Unforgiven. Yeah. By by the time, it's, here's how it ends. What'd you think? Eh, pretty good. Yeah, that was good too. What do you want to eat? Yeah. Or right. what'd you think? Eh, not really. Yeah. Eh, I didn't really yeah. think it did. Really. I won't watch eh, that again. I yeah. don't know. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's what you get. Yeah. There's the there's Amazing. your review, and yeah. that's the truth. All of us yeah. leave the movie, turn to her and say, what'd you think? Hey, you know, I really liked it. Me too. Oh, Meryl Streep was great. Yeah, she's always great. Okay, so are we going to go to Olive Garden? Or, right. right? You know, <laughs> you, know what they you know what they should fill the screenings with? New parents. And it's right. an, an opportunity oh. for them to have a break. And they're like, yeah. it was oh, excellent yeah. because it was yeah. two hours that they didn't have to deal with I their said, kids. I said, you know, make, make them <laughs> pay funny. not 15 bucks. Make them pay five. Yeah. Make them pay even because then they have an investment. Give them popcorn. Yes, yeah. They have That's an investment. Popcorn. Give them popcorn and soda free. Point. Yeah. Free. But you got to pay five bucks to show up because now I'm like, oh, you know what? I do want to see that because they say want to see a movie for free and judge it. Oh hell yeah! yeah. I've yes. been angry at movies yes. for yeah. thirty years. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> shit, movies yeah. been pissing me off for a long time. Yeah. People don't now, judge anything nowadays. No. Yeah. So no. you go, you you fill these. You know things which they don't want to fill out. No, so you get. I've actually had cards come back. Literally, uh, we and this is on State of Grace. This happened. A card mm -hmm. came back. Every answer was "fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you." The guy didn't even didn't, like. All he had to do was circle like wow. one, two, three, or so. Instead, he took the time to write "fuck you." So I was like, wow. he was really determined to let us wow. know what he thought. So anyway. Um, so we did that. We got in the '70s. Everyone was kind of bummed because yeah. they thought it was gonna be better, and. Uh, Spielberg wasn't at that one. He went. He went to the second one, and so then uh, they they have the focus group and they tell me, oh, it's too confusing at the beginning. I'm like, mm. Ugh. so that I drove straight from that theater in the valley back to Amblin that night and wrote that opening sequence. Amazing. Wrote him getting out of bed. Wrote I him. I love that sequence. Yeah, doing it's you great. know the the 
the clothes in in the microwave. Yeah, with the pop tart. The, yeah, the, exactly. It's amazing. The, the and, it's, and it's funny. People groaned over the. the it's the pop tart that made it work. Yes. Right? Because yeah. Because totally. the shirt is gross. <laughs> yes. The shirt is like not funny. The shirt is like. And yeah. also, you're thinking. What you're really thinking is, yeah. I don't think that works. Yeah. And then when he cooks the pop tart with the nice odor of the shirt yeah. kind yes. of oozing up through <laughs> it, you know that, that that a wet shirt that's been sitting yeah. in the laundry and perhaps mildewed. Yeah. You, you know, which, I always thought Jerry probably smelled like mildew for yeah. most of that day. Oh, of course he did. And, uh, his room's so dank and right, yeah. and the whole thing, yeah. and he's got to drive his mom's stupid car. Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, this is great! I can introduce his sister. <laughs> yep. I can introduce, yeah. you know, Franny. I can introduce even Karen. You know, so that way, because yeah. when she walked up, people were like, who the hell's this? Who's Karen? Deep right. in the movie. Now she's like, oh, and he's like, oh, the cute girl. And then he makes again, he makes the mistake as he's going to do throughout the film. It's so good. And that got us to, but now I'm like, something has to drive this. Yeah. And and I knew I wanted to be a song. And so, you know, I, I, I will admit, Jim, that the studio's like, oh, yes, well, we'll go out. You know, the music department's always there to save the day. You know, well, yeah, we'll go out to all the big artists. And, you know, I'm sure Bruce Springsteen will be writing, you know, something for this very shortly. And, you know, and uh, if not him, the Rolling Stones or whoever we want. And so, you know. Tears and, of Fears. Or yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, nobody showed any interest whatsoever. Like, nobody, they couldn't get anybody. Nobody, you know, I think they I threw a few demos of unknowns came, you know, okay. or fairly, like, le lesser known bands. Yeah. Uh, and none of them were, were any good. And um, and they're not songs written for the show. They're songs they have okay. on albums that are about to come out. Yes. That's the whole idea. Yeah, which is the typical right. thing. Right. It's like, a song that yeah. will bring in more album sales yeah. for that band. It's to yeah. promote what yeah. they've already done. Nothing yeah. tailored. No one wrote anything for the movie. Right. right. And so, um, anyway, and they didn't want to pay a big licensing fee to get a popular song. Like right. you were saying, like, you know, we got the beat. And so yeah. uh, I was like, oh, I was like, you know what? I know an incredible artist who could nail this because Jim's tone, right, mm -hmm. is very much. At the time, I you know, and, and and certainly your personality is very much of three o'clock high, yep. like funny, yep. edgy, you know, of this man here, Elvis Costello, yeah. right? Yeah. And and so it was, me a little bit of like Paul Carrick from uh, um, uh, the band Squeeze. Sure. You know? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Squeeze. Squeeze. Absolutely. What do you mean? I saw Squeeze open for Elvis Costello. Mm. There you go. There you go, baby. Nice. I love Squeeze. Squeeze. Yeah. Different. Elvis yeah. produced that Squeeze yes, album. Yes, he did. Oh, he that, did. Different. That different, one with uh, different twist. Uh, yeah. What's the one? Uh, Tempted. Yeah. Yeah. That, whatever that album was. Fruit of another. Yeah. Please cut that out. Now. <laughs> no. um, <laughs> I'm gonna lay. So, I'm gonna lay a track underneath. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah, dude, <laughs> hey, the truth is discovered. All right. Sorry. It's the guitar thing has really gotten <laughs> gone to my head. I gotta tell you, I'm like starting to write lyrics. All foul hell's gone broken loose. But lead singer, by the way, Paul Carrick has a great solo record, so worth checking out. Oh yes. Yep. So anyway, I will say, as I was telling earlier when I first came in, you know, who I first offered to score this movie, Jim, was Elvis Costello. Ah. I sent the movie to him and Jake Riviera and, yeah. and got not, didn't even get a, a polite no, or, you know, via any, well, pre-email, right? Night phone call. No, they sent me, Elvis sent me a letter, a handwritten note telling me he liked the film and thank you. I was like, Does this guy have like a lot of free time or something. Yeah. And he sent me a few, some signed records wow. and a poster and all this like swag t-shirt, like this box of stuff. So anyway, 
I was like, holy, I, I didn't even care that he said no. I was like, I got this yeah. box of stuff. It's holy the nicest shit. way to say it's no. Amazing. It was insane. That is and really also, awesome. I kind of expected, it's Elvis Costello in the late 80s. I expected like, fuck you, you punk. Like that yeah. should have been yeah. what I got. Or no response at all. Oh, just, yeah. we won't even, or we never heard from him yeah. four years later. I'm like, oh, sent all this shit. I figured someone whispered in his ear, Steven Spielberg sent you this movie, yes. right? Right? Because yeah. he's like, oh, don't piss off Spielberg. It had to be because it could have been for me. Yeah. For sure it was. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, because yeah. it was so that, over the top. So Jake was Steven's like, we can't. Like, that gift was for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It said Phil. Phil? Steven, Phil. I'm talking 35 Phil. years. Can yeah, I have yeah, that? Yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so I got a big no. You you were my second choice. Sorry, after, what a after second I hear it. Yeah, yeah, come on. Hey, no, no, he was your starter there, wife. There, he's leaving. He's uh, off the show. Elvis, Elvis was your starter wife. That's uh, right. You know, that's so. right. Well, it, it couldn't have ended up I better. I hate that term, but It could true. have ended up better, right? And so yes. I kind of secretly, because I couldn't know how to pitch it. I have a friend from high school. Right? You know, he was in right. my student film. I mean, Stephen would have known him because he was in my student film, Last Chance Dance. Jim is in the film. Got to find. Is it available it's, on YouTube? Uh, it's on my website. Okay. There, oh. Yeah, filledjuanodirector.com. Okay. Uh, I get, there's, that plug gets me, earns me no money, just so everyone knows. Ding. It isn't, Did yeah, you hear ding, that? Ding, ding. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yes. I just got That's three amazing. cents. And so, um, yes, filledjuanodirector.com. It has it under student films. Great. And it's right there, and okay. it's been remastered recently oh, nice. um, in HD. Mm. And uh, uh, Jim is in there, and you'll see Jim steals the show, and you'll also see Jim with an ear, beautiful earring, yes. a big head of hair, curly Ble hair, bleached, uh, bleached section of the hair, correct? Wow. Joe Perry, correct? He's got yeah. the Joe Perry bleach going, nice. and he's really good. He's a natural. So anyway, I I went to Jim, <laughs> as I recall it, Jim, Jim, Jim. Take it from here. So I I went to Jim and I and how did you how did I first show you the movie? Because I have my recollection, recollection, but I wonder what yours is. I think you asked me if I wanted to try to write something for it, and so you showed me the you sent the first scene to me, mm. and I watched the first scene, and I wrote something. But you said you know this is just to try because I don't know if this is going to work out. You know, right? <laughs> it's a real long shot. And I had told no one that I was doing this. I, yeah. he just he just we were the only two i just did it on the sly it's amazing yeah and then i think you told me that they were trying other songs and all this kind of stuff and no one really nothing right. was really working right so you had that kind of the demo in your back pocket and you were like what about this and that from what i remember that seemed to be like oh that's the right song for this he played it for spielberg or something like that oh i did yes it, it was it was it a cassette tape too oh i got the oh, cassette yeah. i got the cassette but what we did is we transferred it you know, onto mag film is uh -huh. what it's called. And then we put it, you know, got it sunk up to the, mo to the movie, to the opening. Okay. So he took the song. We didn't just like ready, yeah. set, go, right, play right. it, you know. Which is I, how I had to do it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. And how I had to do oh it when I got God. the tape. But then I was like, okay, <laughs> this is it. This is, this is the song. This is, it's, it's, as I, I yeah. knew it would be. I knew it. It is. And yeah. And I was like, this is it. So I want to present it properly. So we cut it, we put it into the film, just like, basically, just like you see it. I mean, we ultimately, you know, Jim went back and really tailored it, but I took that yeah. demo and put it to the film. And then uh, my editor loved it. So she was, she was really, uh, Joanne Fogel was her name. And she put, you know, so she was like, this is it. Oh my God, I yes. love it too. And so she was behind it. I showed it to David Vogel, the okay. gentleman who said, never mentioned Delinsky yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, he was like, so he was nervous. You know, he's like, what did you do? When did you do this? Who did, why didn't what you tell did you me? Do? I go, yeah. because as soon as I say it's my high school friend, it taints it. Yeah, of course. Right? It just makes it like, oh, so you're trying to help a buddy or be your buddies. You, you yeah, know, unfortunately, it has a negative like, connotation. I, yeah, right. I wanted yeah. it to live on its merit. He goes, of course. So he goes, all right, 
and he's listening to it. He goes, wow, it's great. He says, but you know, Steven's going to have final say. So I was like, of course. So I went to Steven. And the thing you understand, it sounds like I went to Steven. It's the most open door guy. You could just walk up to his office at Amblin. If the doors are open, poke your head and say, hey, Steven. He's like, hey, come on in. Like, Amazing. It was the, he is the most, when you see him being in those making ups, playful. Yeah. And t- he's talkative. He's open. He's playful. He's fun. I mean, he's dead serious about his work. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He is freaking serious about when he's time. It's go time. Yeah. But in between, it's it's such a I, I I literally like you know what is it? Youth is wasted upon the youth, you know. And I and and I it was re- I just had no idea. Youth is wasted upon the young. Is that the correct version of it? Anyway, I had no idea. Something like that. Sounds right. I'm, yeah, yeah. It's escaping me. Anyway, too. I I just God, if only I had known then what I know now about what a one-off incredible experience I was. I mean, I knew I was with Spielberg. I knew I was with Amblin. I'm not that out of it yeah. but you kind of think well this is the way filmmaking in the film world is it was the only world i knew sure. yeah. and it was not yeah like that's the only place that exists is on his property with him <laughs> like well, why he, why are the executive producers just have open door policy why yeah, you just come in this yeah. is awesome yeah. why do people say well because you talked filmmaking yeah yes see yes. every yeah. choice was a filmmaking choice not marketing not yeah. budget i mean he was serious about budget but but it wasn't that he was like yes go to ogden but make it work in the money that's still a filmmaking choice. He we, gave me the choice yes, to give up. Yes. It was like, no, just because I want to say no, you're going to be in LA because I want to visit set every day, yeah. which then they never do. That's the they say, yeah. you know, we right. want to have course, access to you in case it goes wrong. You're like, funny how no one ever visited, yeah. ever. He's a trusting boss. Yeah. Unbelievable. And that's yeah. the boss you want. Yeah. Oh my God. And, but, and, and he's one of a kind. Trusting, yes, and supportive and excited. He yeah. saw the first shot I did of the movie was was Vincent and uh, Jerry coming down the hallway um, and, and at the very beginning of school, and I'm saying, did you hear about Buddy Ravel? He's da 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 that's the first shot he saw? the first shot I did, and it's just a low, wide angle, yep. covering a page and a half, two pages, in one <clears> shot, and I did no coverage. Wow. So he hadn't gone to China yet. Wow. So I, so I sent him a one-take, no-coverage, of, you know, <laughs> along with other scenes in the in the classroom, yeah. which is and Jerry, you know, and the and all that. Yeah. But he's the first shot he saw was that shot, and he calls me up and goes, "Kubrick, Kubrick, you did Kubrick on your first Dude. shot." I was like, "Right." I mean, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make yeah. a first time director feel good. And I, and that's and by the way, and a, twi- ex- and a kid, you're twenty four years old. Yeah. And by the way, and that's why I was channeling. I said I'm going to do yeah. the. It was it, you know it was the paths of glory, yes. low wide angle yeah. tracking shot in the trenches. But instead of a trench, see this is the way I got through making a high I school movie. That, if though. I just keep making Scorsese, yeah, yeah. you know Kubrick, George Miller, I felt like I. And so I'm go. I'm going to do the paths of glory shot. He nailed it. Amazing. He knew the reference immediately. I'm like, of course he did. Yeah. yeah. You can't get. You can't get better like Mm-mm. you just go oh well i am now this is it this yeah. is the like i say peaked early that shot yeah. that call when my producer named steven spielberg said kubrick i was like yeah. and they it was yeah. like george right <laughs> george guy. and like they say when george leaves the office on the joke thank you very much on everybody Good night. Right. Yeah. i should have quit yeah. directing yeah. that day <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. that should have been like sorry thank you thank you very much everyone right. goodbye david goodbye everyone i'm out of here <laughs> Get on a plane and never come back. So, anyways, <laughs> it was incredible, and and I, I but also scary, right? Because then you're thinking, of oh God, yeah. I got to live up to this stuff. Well, then you bring him this this song. film. Thank you for getting me back on track. Okay. And I, I took it into the Amblin screening room, 
and we show it, and he's sitting there, and it's just him, me, and David Vogel, and he shows, he's like, oh, yeah, you can run for your life. Uh, okay, yeah. anyway. Make a break from hey, the dog. Jim, help. There you go. He loved it. He like goes, who is this? Who's this? You know, are they a bit? Because even a rock and roll guy he was like, yeah. who's this? Yeah. Is it a group I don't know? Is it an album? Is, where'd you find? I mean, they, did they write it for the? He was all confused. Like, where did you get an original song that's clearly been written or is perfect yes. for this movie? Yeah. Like, how did they know? What I go, well, and I explained. I told him the truth. He goes, oh, that's great. It's great. The guy from your student film. It's great. The thing. Do it. Go. Get it. Make it happen. Do it. Yeah. And that was it. Wow. Never studio. Never. Just it was done. It was over. And, and, and the beautiful thing about it is it's not a, just a song that fits that scene. Mm. It is a pop song on its own, mm -hmm. right? So so oftentimes a song on a soundtrack is for the movie sure. and that's it. And, and all you do is associate it with that movie. But that song, you put it on and you're like, what is this? If you've never heard it before, I, you go, oh, it's from the movie, Three O'Clock High? Oh, I got to check out that movie. Yeah, yeah, I always felt a little... So it was really funny when I had to do the additional photography of the opening and the ending, you always feel kind of crappy as a filmmaker. Like, why didn't I nail it? Like, why did I know? Yeah, but, I mean, but then no. there was not, it yeah. was not as common then to go back and do reshoots as it is now. Okay. Every right. film does it's, it now. It's designed. It's Correct. built into the budget. Yeah, it's well, like, finally we're they're have... like, so Woody Allen builds in two weeks yeah. of reshoots into every film. Maybe yeah. he's got something going yeah, there. Right. Maybe that's why he's <laughs> able to fix his movies, yes. you know, especially in his prime. And you're like, and, and, and finally studios are like, that is a really good idea because here, I always say to, when you're writing, you can delete, rewrite, come back the next day, rewrite the scene, come back the day. You can yeah. go ever, you can just keep fixing until you think you're done. When you're shooting and you're done, say in the morning, you're going to shoot a scene. At 11.30, when that scene's done, you will never get a rewrite on that scene ever again. Yeah. Whatever that scene was, that morning of that day will always be that scene. Now you can edit it. You can do some stuff to it. You can definitely massage it, music, sound, ADR, but that scene that you covered and the performances you got, yep. it's in, right. it's pretty much in stone. All right. you can do is polish if the, the stone. If the night doesn't fall, we, you know, you can maybe CGI <laughs> the night in the future. Nowadays, CG, there's a yeah. lot yeah. you could do. Well, now you're just like, the whole joke of fixing and post is not a joke anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. really not even a joke. No, it's no. just like, it's even, cheaper yeah. for us to put someone at a computer on this than it is for us to fix it with 150 yes. people standing around. Right. You know, and, and the movie star going, why aren't we going yeah. going forward? Yeah, I yeah. have to leave. You know, I have to get the Lakers game. So you, <laughs> right? So, you, you know, it's like, literally, can I just do this yeah. on green screen? I mean, yeah. Like, uh, listen, if you ever want me in a podcast about what green screen and CG has done to cinema, you can bring me in any old time because well, I got a lot to say on that topic. Well, well you're, you're, you are here because Jim, being our friend, you know, graciously made this connection. Again, obviously, Jim, thank you. But, but you know, having you here, mm. it's the first of hopefully many. Because oh, well, I, I'm loving this. I mean, you guys, I'm loving it because you guys get it. You know, it's just, it's, it's really... Uh, it was just, it was a really uh, unique, as I keep kind of say, trying to say, it was a unique little moment in time for me, of course, but for the film. And then that it lived on after its tortuous and, you know, the end of the project, mm -hmm. you know, as I said, I was a little embarrassed about having to fix it because back then fixing it was not, and that's why I raced back to write these uh, scenes because yeah. If they started thinking about it, it's more money. It only scored in the 70s. Mm, it isn't, I mean, could, it really is yeah. going to make that big a difference. Is How it, did it score yeah. when you retested it? In the 80s. Like, we bumped okay, it up 10 points, okay, but nice. not enough for a big release. You know, and uh. so, and so, in fact, 
it was there was a lot of talk of of putting it straight to VHS. Mm. Wow. Mm. Yeah, it was at a time was, when that wasn't common. Oh no, straight to video was like they might as well just put me in the coffin and bury <laughs> me, especially with the amount of hype. Yeah. You know, they put out about... Right. Yeah, because the 90s was when it became more of a mainstream thing. Yeah, but, and, still, and, but even then in the 90s, straight-to-video was yeah. a very no, bad... Yeah. I'd say na only now is oh. VOD kind of typical. <laughs> yeah, VOD know. or even just now, it's just like it went streaming? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Like, Wait, like coming Brad the Pitt's making... It, it, yeah. Exactly. Brad Pitt's making straight-to-streaming movies. So yeah. the biggest stars in the world are straight-to-streaming. Yeah. Yeah. So no one even judges. What do you mean? Streaming, video, DVD, VOD? It's all the same. Right. Yeah. It's, it's all back then. People have to understand it was the ultimate failure for a filmmaker to go straight to video. Yeah. And and it was literally like saying you didn't make a movie worthy of being a movie. Yeah. You made a movie of being right. in the bargain bin. Yeah. And, the Walmart, and, the the uh, yeah, <laughs> even yeah, back to that. <laughs> the, well, and, that uh, at least I got a good poster out of it from Drew Struzan, the guy who brought you Back to the Future. Is that oh nice? That's uh, the, oh yeah, this uh, is Spielberg's guy. He did Raiders of the Lost Ark. He did Back to the Future. Nice. And why do you think I got him? Brilliant. Oh yeah, everything good that happened to me in this film early on is because one man said yes. Well, did it was it came out in October? Yes. Well, I, I, really quickly, I was thinking about the thing. By the way, when you yeah. said movies that failed because it failed and then got a new life on video, yes, but yes. That's a and rightly story. so, right? And I think Three O'clock High got a new life on VHS it did. because people rented the hell. Who would have thought? Right? I was devastated. I I thought it was the end. Mm. Um, I uh, we you know it, we bumped it up. I felt badly about that opening. I felt badly about having to bring the teacher back. Like you think I should have thought of this stuff. Why didn't I? It's a failure. But in retrospect, and even at the time, once Jim wrote that song, I was so glad, and I knew it helped the movie. And 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 it's his song that makes that opening. That's the truth of it. Because I don't think that opening is as... Hmm? He doesn't get credited on the soundtrack. He will this time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I didn't mean to cut off your thought, but is there an announcement you want yeah, to Yeah, no, yeah. They're doing a re-release of the soundtrack this fall. It's got vinyl and CD Amazing. and everything, and it's going to have liner notes. I wrote a little essay in it. Jim, so cool. Jim is featured heavily in that essay, and uh, kind of I tell the story of, of uh, that we just told, and uh, <laughs> the same thing about Spielberg saying yes, and, and the whole thing, and um, oh yeah, I mean, I was amazed, and I think they, they, they went back to Tangerine Dream and tried to drag out, there was a lot of alternate tracks we didn't use. Okay. And, uh, but they, you know, they're gone now, and their archives were not, I mean, can you imagine? It was all digital so long ago, yeah. and yeah. They, they, didn't, they didn't have it like they, they, their library was not well organized in the sense that they were able to drag up. Did you, Jim? I know I tried to joke up with them. Did they ever take any alternate takes from you, or did that did that ever come together? I sent them, I think, five or six alt takes, and I think he said something about they didn't have the room uh, on vi like vinyl to put extra stuff because right. it's kind of wall to wall right sure, now. Sure, sure. So he said that they were, they were thinking about doing some other kind of little release, but I'm not I'm not really sure how it yeah, all ended up. He was kind of vague. The, the guy who put it together at okay. uh, at the label, um, and and so yeah, it's coming out this fall, so that'll be Incredible. fun. Amazing. Yes, That's exciting. And yeah, it is. Wow. And it's bizarre to me. I get a I get an email. Oh, we're doing you know the 35 year anniversary re release of that. I'm like. What yeah. the hell? They didn't even want to release this movie. <laughs> said, no, what are you guys doing? Why do you want to have a podcast with me? Don't you guys all understand this was an abject failure? That's what it was. This movie bombed. This movie got mediocre at best reviews. This movie, I they attacked. I mean, you understand, I got set up 
the headline that, that completely buried me was USA Today, you know, the, the boy who would be king. And once I got set oh. up, I was the heir oh, apparent no. to Spielberg. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So no. the That's comparison tough. was That's Sid tough. Scheinberg found Steven, and he went on to make Jaws, mm-hmm. right? And and he let him direct some night galleries and Columbo's, yeah. right? That's yeah. the mm-hmm. amazing stories. Then he gave him Duel, and this is going to be my Duel, or maybe even my Jaws. We'll yeah. see. You know, they always leave out Sugarland Express, which is a great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Unbelievable yeah. movie. Yeah. People haven't seen it with Spielberg. It is, you'll be blown away by how good it is in the Oh my God, Goldie Hawn, like you've never seen her before or since. So anyway, it's really good. Yeah. So um, Ben Johnson, right? I mean, yep. it's the cop. So yep. anyways. It, it, William Atherton. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's great in it too. Yeah. So, okay. So we begin the 80s and Spielberg was at the second screening. I'm sitting uh, with Steven Spielberg, Bob Zemeckis, Kathy Kennedy, and of all people, Brian De Palma. Okay. Are in my row. <laughs> He's taking notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like... What the hell? Oh my god! This is. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just. I just want to like Dude. throw up yeah. the whole time. Yeah, of course you the do. The good news is, the laughter is is through the roof. Like it's just. It seems. I'm like, oh my god, it worked. From that setup in Jim's song, set yep. the tone. They know who everyone is. They love Jerry from the beginning. We're all good. In comes Buddy. We're settled into the film, and we're good to go. And they cheer like crazy at the end of the fight. And yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, so triumphant. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> and then the scores come back like 82. And it's just like, hmm. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Everyone's like, wah, wah. Yeah. You know, it's like at the end of the Dirty Dozen, you know, right? What is it? John Cassavetes, we yeah. made it. And you get yeah. shot in the head. Right? <laughs> right. Don't ever say we made it. Don't ever shout out we made it because you will get a bullet to the head. Even, that, John, yeah, <laughs> even John Cassavetes, right? So anyway, <laughs> I, I like, Stephen, we made it. The scores came in. Oh. And, that the, and that was the end of that. So I, I'm like, ugh. And they're like, mm-hmm. ugh. All right, well, we'll have a meeting tomorrow. We'll have a meeting tomorrow. Oh. And I'm like, Man. okay, good night, everybody. Good night. Oh. And I trudged yeah. my car. So, and it's the worst night of any filmmaker's career is the, screen, is the test screen. Yeah, which why, you know, guys like Paul Thomas won't test. Like, guys just like, you cannot test my film. Oh, my God. Right. I will say, as a storyteller, I like it. I do not like the scoring. But as a storyteller, you learn a lot by sitting with the audience. Mm. Even in a drama where they're not laughing, yeah. you can tell when they're not with you. You're squirming. They're whispering. You can tell when they're riveted. It's really good. It helps you with the pace of your movie. It's re- and, and storytelling things, like, too. They're confused. Um, so they're very useful. They're just not so useful in the scoring sense. No. But that's what they that's what they do. And and most filmmakers have to go through it. I don't know what's going on in the streaming world. I just think they're like, it's done. Throw it out there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We need we need a new yeah. thumbnail on our homepage. Right. right. <laughs> well, what name we got? Here's Chris my Pratt? theory sure. about this. Yeah, I don't think they're making movies or shows. They're making thumbnails. What they really <laughs> wish is they could add thumbnails with people and not even have to pay for the yeah, show. Yeah, really. Is that the generation that's coming out now? You yeah, think? I just need to make thumbnails. You make yeah. thumbnails so, so that way new eyeballs click on it. Yeah. Who cares what's behind yeah. the click? Right. Oh, yeah. I already got you if you're clicking. Yeah. So, so th- this movie came out in October. Yeah, so what happened was, uh, you know who it was? Who decided? So Steven said to me, you know, it might be... And you understand when I tell you this, he was looking out for me. He, he really... He had already given me my next movie, okay, which was called Ghost Dad, 
Later made. I don't know if you've seen Goats Dad. Yeah. I remember that. Yes. Later made with Bill Cosby. (laughs) I had already had a meeting with Steve Martin, who was going to star in Ghost Dad, which I think was the low point of Steve Martin's career. He ends up coming. (laughs) He comes up to the the Black Tower down here, down the road. Yeah. Richard talked about the Black Tower. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm in the top floor dining room with Steven, Sid Sheinberg, and me. And in comes Steve Martin to meet me. For Ghost Dad. And I just never forget Steve Martin. Says, By the way, the most lovely guy you'll ever meet, as you would imagine. Yeah. Hello, you know, walks in. Hello, he looks at me he's like, she's like, I'm like, you've seen pictures of me from this era, right? You know, and I'm, I'm like, you know, 25 years old. And I was like, yeah. hello. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I think he's waiting for the joke. Like, and here's yeah. the real director. Ha, 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 yeah. we got you. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is our PA from down at Amblin. Right. <laughs> and he's like, and like, no, this is Phil. And, he, and we had lunch. Oh, my God. And Steve Martin said yes. So I'm making what at the time was a very, 35 million was a big budget in 86. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was like, it was. Because you said three o'clock high was five million? Five. Yeah. yeah. So this was 35. That's a big jump. I'd already been sent up to ILM to shoot tests uh, with Dennis. You could Perry. go to Utah with that much money. You sure could. can. Ogden, Utah, of all places. <laughs> and it, was a green, it was a greenlit movie. And, wow. and so he's like, look, you've got Ghost Dad. You've got let's have that be your first film that comes out. What if we just let this one goes? I said, maybe because I agree VHS isn't so good. What if we do like dual and we recut it for TV? Mm. Okay. We recut it as a TV movie. Okay. Mm. You know, and then we release it. You go, you do amazing stories like I did. You do a TV movie like I did dual. Yeah. You know, just kind of one guy in a truck. This yep. is a kid and a bully. Yep. And you'll look great on TV. Right. Mm. And then your first film, your very first movie movie will be ghost dad. And I'm like fighting back tears. Because uh, you gotta understand, when you make a movie and you spent a year and a half, yeah. two years, and you've invested, and everyone's talking, it's all anyone talks to you about. It has a movie, has a movie, has a movie, what's going on in the movie, has a movie, and, the movie, and your agents and the thing, and you remember a movie, and the movie, and the movie, and yeah. anyone, you know, you're doing press, or they, yeah. they're setting up all this stuff, and you're like, so I go have to go back and tell everyone, and really it's like friends and family, that it's not a movie anymore. Right, it's a TV movie of the week now, or? Yeah. You know. Because his thing is, the public won't care. Yeah. Yeah, I go, and I'm like, but everyone yeah. else in our little world, yeah. they'll care. And he's like, no, like, we've got Steve. Steve doesn't care. Like, no, Sid doesn't care. It was a universal movie. Like, yeah. we're good. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, please. So I said, well, can we talk to Sid? So we went up and had the conversation with Sid. And Sid could, and this is how amazing, and this is why Stephen loved him so much. He looked at me, and I, I, I mean, I wasn't crying, yeah. but I wanted to. Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna you lie. Look yeah. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And I, like I was scared to death. I'm, I'm like, sure. I'm like he's this can't be real. This will go out, and then watch Ghost Dad will die, and then yeah. I'll be like, it's easy to say, like we haven't spent that much money yet, and yeah. da, 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 da. Yeah. And I'm like, this could I, I yeah. just smelled disaster. Yeah. yeah. And said went, no, 800 theaters, October 9th. <laughs> And Stephen said, okay, that's wow. it. You heard it from him. Wow. Because he goes, it's his money. Yeah. It's his money. <laughs> that's what he said. It's his money. Wow. wow. And that was it. That's not an endorsement, but. That's you know, amazing. It's his right. Money. Yeah. yeah. And, oh. and. Uh, you do what you want to do. Yeah. And, and, um, because oh. you, you can't really fault the kind of theory he had going. No, of course not. But by the same token, everyone, look. Everyone was loaded for bear for me at the time because I was like, you know, the silver spoon kid, right? What did I earn? Yeah. What had I done? Yeah. 
you know, some these some these directors in their forties, you know, in comes this kid straight out of film school, they want to murder me. Yeah. Brian De Palma's looking at you like, no, what the hell? Brian De Palma, yeah, was not there to you know, Brian De Palma was there to go, show me yeah. what this what this is. Um and and I and department I was a but one of my heroes, one of the reasons I wanted to be a filmmaker was Brian De Palma. And and so Whoa out. Yeah, and so he's like, Yeah, he's like, Hello. You know, like you know, it wasn't like, <laughs> Phil, nice to meet you. He's like, Hello. You know, yeah. he's not known to be, you know, the most warm and fuzzy guy anyway. Sure. Although he's he's awesome. And so I I uh <laughs> awesome. uh you know, I, I just um yeah. So Sid Sid, I wanna say save me, but Sid was like he could see and he knew. And he and he said we made we told Phil this was a feature film. He delivered. He he delivered on this script. I read the script. Yeah. I saw the movie. He did his job. Hmm. You know, if we're afraid to market it, we should have been afraid to market it when we read the script. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. And and you know, th- it's the only time that's ever happened. It's the only time that someone said you did. Well, that's not true. At the end, at the end of actually, Terry Selma was very gracious. He, he used to run Warner Brothers at the end of Final Analysis. He he said he said the same thing. Not not because they were going to release that big and everything, but he just said, you know, it's all on the screen, which was very nice. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. like, yeah. you know, his line though is, I spent way more money on this movie than I wanted to, but it's all on the screen. I love Good job. <laughs> Final analysis. And, he, and, and, and I was like, yeah, it's a little backhanded, but okay. Yeah. And, um, and I had gone over on that movie. So, so oh, no, anyway, okay. yeah. yeah. Okay. But, but, um, <laughs> so he was right. He was right. We spent more. So, so that's how it got out. And then it, gets released and opening i'll never forget it was at the avco center cinema which was the in westwood oh it's yeah. where i'd seen star wars it's I where i'd Abco. seen Amazing. alien oh. opening night opening day star wars 10 a.m wow. in line uh-huh. opening day uh-huh. if you see those pictures i was in that line and oh, then yeah. and then on what on on uh, uh it's not westwood like it's on wilshire or whatever it yeah, was wilshire. on it's on yeah. wilshire and it's gone West, now, right? They just yeah. destroyed it. Yeah. So it was it's a like giant theater. Yeah, it was a giant theater, yep. and you mm-hmm. know, held like twelve hundred seats. And saw Alien opening night there, and now three o'clock high. It was an Avco. Yeah. So me and my friends, we loaded up and went to Avco. My film school friends, and we get in there, and that theater at eight o'clock on Friday night, empty. Mm. I mean, empty. Uh, There's like, where were you, Jim? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, went to the, I remember going to the premiere. Yeah. That was yeah. up at yeah. That was up at Universal. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And uh, <sighs> they did have a, a premiere. They had a little premiere up at Universal, which was nice. And yeah, Sid Sid came through. But when I sat in there and I was empty, it was like. And then I sat back and I went, okay. So they're right. It's a flop. But but I'm in Avco Center yeah. Cinema watching <laughs> my movie on a big screen. I mean, that's what it's about, exactly. really. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like I'm like. Home run! Yeah. <laughs> what more, right? I mean, the, the dream has been fulfilled. Yes. The dream wasn't and a full house yeah. and big grosses. Right. Yeah. Although it does benefit your career if you can do that. It does. The, yeah. the, 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 the dream was to make a film, see it on the silver screen, and it ended up where I had had these seminal experiences of my yeah. filmmaking, film youth. Yeah. And I was like, this is it. Home run. We just enjoyed it. And then on the way out, what I didn't realize in the back, a couple of the producers, executive producers had been there, and uh, uh, who, not, you know, I really didn't know well. Oh my God. And they, they just owned the script and then Steven took it over. And we, and we go out front and they're like, well, that was a disaster. Uh, I'm like, really? No. Really? I don't know. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Cause I was so done. I'm like, I don't yeah. know about that. That was pretty awesome seeing it on the big screen. They're like, <laughs> they looked at me like I was insane and wandered off. I love, but I love your attitude about it. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a healthier way to look at that situation. But I have to ask you really quickly, really quickly. Sure. In the movie, 
Jerry has his test and he writes the date mm. down and it says like October 20th. And then the movie comes out October 9th. It's like right around the same amount of time. That was just coincidence. Right? Total coincidence. Because that's when we were shooting. I think we just used the day mm-hmm. we were shooting in the fall. Oh. I think we probably used the day we were shooting. Nice. So, yeah. I mean, this this episode, when it drops, will come out like right before the 20th. Oh, that's so it's funny. kind of right in there. Yeah, that was, uh, wow. you know, that detail. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just said use the day, use today. You know, because that's when, that's when we were shooting. It's been great, man. I love catching up with you, Phil, and, uh, and everybody. It's, it's great to talk about it. I, I got to go. Richard, Richard, it was so great to have you on just just for a little bit, and uh, and w- w- hopefully we can have you in the studio next time. Thank you, Richard. You're the best, That'd Richard. Be great, you know. And Phil will talk about our next movie. Richard, there Thanks will never Colin. Yes, there will never be anyone like Buddy Ravel, Richard. You made him. All right. And and thank Carrie for us too. I know she's probably sitting next to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie's like, seriously, we need to get some groceries. Get out of the yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to be in court an hour ago. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your lawyer's been calling. No, no. We need to get bait. We're fishing, right? <laughs> yeah, Thank right. you, Richard. Thanks, Thanks Richard. so much for being on the show. Love okay. seeing you. God bless you guys. So Take right. care, Richard. What a, what a guy, right? Uh, yeah. Sorry, I mean, just, I mean, you know, I really quickly, uh, early on when we did the show and we reached out to him and he, he graciously came on and this is way, be- we weren't even doing Zoom at the time. Mm. So so nice to have the guy, and he's yeah. gone out of his way to do stuff uh, for us for the show. Oh, that's, that's just so great. nice. Yeah. And, and his uh, partner Carrie, she's a sweetheart too. So. Oh, and and, the, and and the thing is, is like what I, you know, I did a um, years ago. I don't know. He showed up at uh, we, down at the the theater, the Beverly Theater. I want to okay. say Beverly Cinema. They New, did New Beverly. Yeah, yeah, they showed Three O'clock High. They showed it at the Arrow in Santa Monica as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't With know that. 10 to that. midnight. They did a and fantastic. <laughs> oh, okay. The director is always the last one to yeah, know anything about the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's I had amazing. no, yeah. yeah. It was a weird uh, cinema void did a uh, the thing for it. But anyways. Yeah, and so they did it and they had a little Q&A after. Yeah. And Richard came and Philip Baker Hall showed up. Wow. Well, wow. We've even gotten to Philip Baker Hall. I know, Hall, like, but, yeah. what are you doing here? I mean, I knew he lived in Montrose. Because I, okay. uh, yeah. I, I, you know, which not is not far, far from where yeah. I live yeah. in okay. Pasadena. But I, I was like, of all, I mean, this guy's done... Quite a bit since three o'clock high. Like I wouldn't think that that's in like yeah. stands out in his memory of like, oh, I got to go talk about that. And he showed up. I was, I mean, because oh, to me amazing. the guy is just right. I mean, well, every, every Philip, amazing. What the hell? Philip, uh, every, How did I get him? I don't even to this day. I'm like, yeah. don't understand it. Every Paul Thomas Anderson movie he's done, Please. he's golden. But Gold. you know, yeah, and I know a lot of people love him from uh, Seinfeld, of course. But of course, but when I first saw when he first popped up in your movie, actually, we were just talking about <laughs> a made-for-TV movie on our current episode. Is horror the obscure horror film with Parker Stevenson, a TV movie? Uh-huh. This house possessed. Oh, okay. It is. It is gold. If you want to laugh your ass off, go uh. watch this. House. <laughs> yeah, thank the gods that Dustin picked it. But anyways, that was his first movie. Yeah, yeah. Seeing him in your movie, and he walks in. It's it's a short scene, two short scenes, yeah. but owns the screen. He told me that night that you know we, the Seinfeld thing, and he, and he said I used you know that. He said I, uh-huh. I my launching yep, point was that. the three o'clock high totally character. Totally can yeah. see that, right? Oh, can you yeah. see it's like because instead it's like it's the student store now. It's the library guy. Yes, it's, yes you know, He's yeah. investigating yes. silly yep. infractions. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, it's like he said that's the same guy. It's just years later he's become even more dedicated. <laughs> You know, he's gone further so in his quest, nice. you know, so for the great good. white whale. And in this case, it's Jerry, right? Oh, I mean, so another, Jerry. another Jerry. Whoa, oh, that would have been. Oh, oh wow. Oh, there it is. The universe connects once again. Another Jerry. 
Yeah. Larry David's coming in. No, I'm That's kidding. right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> How dare you insinuate that we? Yeah, Where's uh, my parking validation? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. You're like, Larry, that was two years ago. You were on the show. I still have the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> We've taken up so much of your time and, and we could continue on for another hour easily. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, yeah. Jim, before we, we only started, hit one movie of Phil's, you know? I know. <laughs> oh, God. I know. Jim, Jim's like, wait, aren't we going to talk about uh, State of Grace at all? No, or, no, 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 no. It's just today's three o'clock high. Hey, before you totally wind it down, can I say one thing? Please. Please. So when you were talking about the movie being a failure and all that kind of stuff, it, you know, I, I had the same reaction you did, which was kind of like, ah, damn. Ah, shoot. But, you know, years go by and I moved to Portland, uh, where I still am. And one day, speaking of $2 late fee, I was returning something, probably 95, 96, returning something to Blockbuster. And I walk in, it's a Sunday morning and I had to get there by 1130 or something like that. And I, I walk in, it's like 1129. And I walk in and three o'clock high is playing on the, on the monitors. And there's these three guys behind the counter and they're laughing their asses off. And I, and my, it was the opening scene. So my oh song's my playing awesome. and I'm like, I don't know why I felt like I just got caught with completely with my pants down. Yeah. And I kind of stood there for a second and you know how, like you had to kind of go through the corral, like you had to put the yeah, yeah, thing yeah. in and then yeah, yeah. you can just turn around and walk the same way. Right. You had to walk yeah. around the whole, yes. you know, desk I remember. And, everything. Yes. and then go up. I don't know why that whole walk felt like it took 15 minutes just to get around. And I hear this guy, the guy goes, you haven't seen this movie before? I goes, no, he goes, this is my favorite fucking movie. I love this movie. <laughs> and there, and I, I suddenly went, wow, wow, that's pretty cool. And then that was around kind of the time email started to get more, more popular. And I started to get these random emails from people like, are you the guy that did that song for the thing? I'm like, yeah. They were and all then, from of course, Zach, when, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, after, uh, it was. It was. And then, and then all that uh, kind of groovy internet stuff started, and then people, you know, started to contact me and things like that. And it just the movie has this, like you said, it's it's a it was a strange little moment in time, but it's got this legacy that just kind of keeps going on. It's, it's just unbelievable. And and you know, you said the thing about Spielberg being one guy that took a chance on you, and not to get gushy, but you took a chance on me. Yeah. And everything that's ever happened to me since then has been because of that. Oh. You know, no matter what I, no matter what, it, meeting Rick Morata and doing yeah. music for TVs and uh. Uh, TV and film and stuff like that, and then just the cred of having, you know, that I always will appreciate you, Mister. Oh uh, well, I feel the same <laughs> way, Jim. You know that it's the movie, funnily enough, of all my work, even the U two stuff. Yeah. It's the mo- it's the work people cite to me the most. Hmm. It's crazy to me. Because I will never forget sitting there in that office with Sid. See, to me, all I think is, should we even release it? Yeah. And that that's my, whole, like, that was my peak yeah. memory. And I lived with that for a decade of like, yeah, and they were right. It's It just never, it didn't click and no one cared. And that's fine because that's uh-huh. part, that's the way it works. Like, you know, it's, it's a roll, it's a roll of dice for everyone. And every filmmaker has experienced this. Yeah. I'm not the only one. And, and, you know, poor pitiful me, I had to be with Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and it didn't work. <laughs> I really feel bad about myself. It could have been hell need him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God, <laughs> you know, and, and so, um, Needless to say, I did not direct Ghost Dad. That's a whole other story. Oh my god! But the uh, it's the it's the film. <laughs> Thank God that y- yeah that all worked out for the best. And and Stephen, 
agreed with me. <laughs> he agreed. We agreed on that one. He and I, and when we finally decided not to do it, but I, um, but yeah, it, it, you know, Jim, it, because it was personal, because I got to have a lot of influence over the, over the story and put a lot of my own personal stuff in it. There's yeah. a lot of personal in like jokes from my own life that I put in and, and because Jim got to be a part of it and it was my, you know, it's always been the one. Yeah. It's weird. So mm. it went from being the one I didn't want to talk about and the one I was embarrassed by, my, my by me, not by any, what anyone did other than me, mm-hmm. to the one that is is like the little kind of you know shining star of the small group, the of, legacy, of the small the small pocket of of work I've done, and I couldn't be happier about that yeah. because it was also frankly the purest. And kind of most A to Z, and probably because it was my first, mm-hmm. A to Z, and then with the people I was working with, um, kind of ex- filmmaking experience. After that, you know, the game encroaches. Yeah. The game really encroached. Yeah. And and it's very much a game, regardless what yeah. any anyone says. It is a pretty be- behind, the, and even when you're making films, there, there's a lot of gamemanship that goes on that affects the, the output outcome yeah. it just does in major ways like in ways you know so so I had to go through I had that learning curve ahead of me you know the idea that I wrote it think about this I wrote those pages I told you about uh-huh. for Jim that ended up with Jim's song wrote it that night turned him the next morning they said yes that day uh, cool. I never had that experience again right in my in the next 35 years that followed but for it to be that Ever. experience the yes. first time out the gate. Oh, that's why I say it was so special. Yeah, like, in retrospect. Yeah. At the time, I was just You'll scared. Never forget that. Frankly, at the time, I was just scared shitless. Of course. That of course. it's all yeah, going yeah. down the toilet. Yeah. And they read it, and Stephen read it, and said, "Like that day." <laughs> I mean, and we're like, "Let's do it." What a great solution, Phil. And and I and I I I was like, "Oh, cool." And like within three weeks, we were filming. That never happened again. Never. Yeah. It was the yeah. committee and the process and the budget and then what the actors had to say and then what the uh, marketing department had to say and then, you know by the time you know you're trying to please ten different factions just to get to the fix. Totally. Um, so anyway, and that le- and that led to Jim and that led to this and that led to you know something that it, it just it's just a it's a shocker but a really pleasant one. That's what I call a book report. Hey Jim, it's great to see you. Just oh my great. god, it's unbelievable. But what's crazy I, is I don't like when you when you're talking. I feel like I saw you last week. Like you're I just, know. You're j- it's like I. That's real friendship, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. No, I, it's yeah. like I'm like literally feel like oh I must have talk, I talked to him a yeah. week ago. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I think that the last time I saw you was maybe at your parents' house for dinner. Wow. Which you know was a long in high time. school. Oh no 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 no. no was... <laughs> Somehow you went back in time. The movie yeah, was yeah, made, exactly. and then you guys yeah, went back, went in, back time. in time. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, we all fly. we all hung around in the area for quite a while, and then Jim, yeah. Jim moved north. But uh, yeah, yeah, moved in '93. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah that I mean, had been yeah, it had been around in the early '90s. Like after after I'd done the State of Grace and come back for uh, to uh-huh. do final analysis. I did final analysis in '91. So yeah, that, yeah. So that would have been back. It would have been in that era. Amazing. I went to the screening of that. I remember, and um, I remember that Gary Oldman and Uma were sitting mm. directly in front of me, mm. and I could smell Uma's hair care products. Yeah, oh. and I was just like, mm. I, I don't even remember the movie. Yeah, and he gave it a ninety. There you go. 
the hair products gave you 90 for the yeah. smells. And he wrote, he wrote, fuck, 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 Her hair smelled great. You know, we maybe we'll we'll make a we'll all meet up at the last blockbuster in Bend, Oregon. I know, I've seen that. There was I lived up Nichols Canyon, so there was that blockbuster on Sunset directly below my house. You know, just come straight down Nichols Canyon by that Kentucky Fried Chicken, if anyone remembers. And I would and I would that was my store. That was my you know the whole blockbuster thing. Amazing. And Netflix hit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like this is like the part one of a multi-part series. I would, you know, the thing is, <laughs> I, I mean, I, uh, uh, <clears throat> look, it's, it's really an honor for you guys to ask me. I cannot believe, I mean, that, you know, the date on that math page. Wow. That's that it. is you guys. It's a little detail. You know These what? guys are serious. They're dead serious. We have I our moments. Love it. I love moments. it. And, uh, I'm happy to come back and be a part of anything you'd like me to. It's really been, really been a blast. Well, Brilliant. Phil, Jim, you know how much we love you, and uh, and 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 mutual. Now you're a part of the family. Thank you. The two dollars. <laughs> Jim helped family. us raise a lot of money. He for did Matt Adler's charity. Over two thousand uh, dollars or wow. something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, momentum wheels for humanity. If anyone's wondering yep. what that charity Excellent. is. But Phil, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for Jim, having me, thank guys. you for being on the show. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Mike. By the way. I just wanted to say goodbye and remind you that the good guys always win, even in the 80s. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it five-star rating? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great, too. And you can find us on the internet. (laughs) Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at $2LateFeePodcast. We'll see you next time. We did it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.